It's crazy. It's fucking crazy. We have like a hundred epi- something episodes under the yeah, belt. Yeah, like hundred and twenty-four episodes. I think I saw the other day. Wait, we introduced like another new show this year. Yeah. In the chit chat. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, fucking cheers. Fucking cheers, man. I'm drinking some mellow corn. Probably one of the coolest labels I've ever seen of a whiskey. Fucking love this label. Uh, yeah, trying this for the first time and I like it. So I'm going to get... Apparently it's great. It's not bad. I, I recommend it for anyone who likes a good smooth whiskey. And uh, I plan on getting pretty drunk during this recording. So let's fucking go. <laughs> let's make it fucking happen, Captain. You know what? With that start. said, let's get into the uh, second inaugural buddies. That's a that that would be our uh, award show song ends like. Well, it would it would be a whole DJ set. I'm gonna tr- it would be like right. a half hour DJ. I'm gonna try set. and find some like public domain. Um, award show music for this, so cool. I'll see what I can find. Awesome. And I'm gonna lower my chair uh, just a, a tad. Okay, here we you go. Gotta look a, you gotta look shorter than me. I I know I, I know that. what the contract states. All right, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm fully aware. So, Ash, where are we starting? Uh, what's the what's the first award that we are giving out today? I'll tell you, sir. For fuck's sake! The first award we're giving out today is best feature. At his feature MC on a track, baby. And all of these awards are pertaining to our podcast. So stuff we've talked about either on Fresh Drops or Classic Catches. For sure. Um, There's plenty of albums, uh, hip-hop records that we did not listen to this year on the podcast. Uh, If I had some of my favorite features from the albums we didn't listen to, it would be like from Conway the Machines, uh, one of his records he put out this this year. Um, yeah. fucking uh, 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 ooh, ooh, I forget the other ones, but yeah, these are <laughs> these are all albums that we listened to this year, and uh, and there's some fucking pretty strong nominees, man. So who are the four yes. nominees for best feature? We have uh, well, we will start with an honorable mention, uh, which was Zach De La Rocha. Yes, on just the RTJ four album. It was a great feature. Didn't quite make the cut. It was contestuous. It was. Most of there were a good amount of these categories that were very contestuous and we'll yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it. But right now we we have the four nominees for each category and the four nominees for best feature are Booty Brown on Dirty Harry off Demon Days by the Gorillas. Legendary. We got T-Pain on Troubles. Uh, which was the new Denzel Curry album "Melt My Eyes to Your Future"? Get off my dick. We're gonna be, we're gonna be uh, talking about that album a good amount. Yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah, uh, we got Mayhem Loren on Turkish. Lorenovich. Uh, Cocodrillo Turbo. Yeah. By Action Bronson, and we got MF Doom, the Goat. The Goat. On November has come. Demon Days. Gorillas. We got two. <laughs> fucking nominees from the same album. Yeah, I didn't even realize one. that till just now. Uh, and boy, it was tough. But like, I, because when we went to Demon Days, both of our minds first went to uh, De La Soul. Yeah. Right. Right. But it's it's like Feel Good Inc. has been so overplayed. It's like I can't even really listen to the song anymore in a real way. Yeah. You know. Uh. 
and my mind my mind went directly to Dirty Harry with that booty brown feature. It's it like was a lot like um what fucking uh what's his face is doing. Oh god. What's his fucking name? I don't you know. Uh Monopoly XXX. Oh, Danny Brown. Danny Brown. Yeah, he he sounds very Danny Brownish. Well, Booty Brown uh not related to Danny Brown. He uh, is as as yeah, as far as we know. He is uh one of the members of the legendary crew uh 90s hip hop crew the Far Side. So, not surprised he gave a fucking killer verse on uh on Dirty Harry. And what's funny is that whenever you were kind of, you know, arguing for this feature uh to be on the list, I didn't even remember this verse. And you called it legendary, and I was just like, what? Or iconic or something, and I was just like, what? And then I listened to it again, I'm like, dude, I couldn't... I feel like I've never heard that verse before in my life, and I've listened to that album a million times. Dude, it's one of the it's one of the best parts of that fucking song. A great it is, fucking song. It's a, yeah, it. great song, and it is a really, really good verse. And uh, T-Pain on Troubles is probably the funniest fucking feature. I, it's hilarious. Yeah. You would think they were in the studio together, just riffing off each other. They are such a perfect you know? pairing, Denzel and T Pain. Like how that I hope they've worked together before, because in the music video and just on the song, you can tell that they're having so much fun together. They they are very cool dudes. I am not surprised that they like mesh with each other well. Yeah, they're both hilarious. Um, yeah, super fucking cool. Have really similar interests. And Mayhem Loren, dude, he's uh, you know one of Action what? Bronson's like fucking OGs, man. He's he's a bottom bitch. Well, I don't know. That's one not that the right, I did great not, way to put it. I did not even think of. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and you one and one that I uh, I remember liking a lot when we first listened to it. Um, but going back into these albums and having to listen to these features again, which they were a lot to choose from. Um, man, his one stood out to me so much. Same with MF Doom uh, on Demon Days. I mean, he's a fucking yeah. legend, right? Like R.I.P. Um, I would say that that song was more just like Damon Alburn, the head of Gorillaz, just like was like, oh, fuck, we're getting Doom on a song. We're just making a song where like he is the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> where like Dirty Harry, it's like a great verse feature. Uh, November has come is just like an MF That's Doom just, fucking. Yeah. With a badass man. fucking beat. Yeah. But who, who won? Who won best feature of 2022? We can only give it to one, and you might be fucking surprised by who it is. I'm not. Can I get a drum roll? <laughs> the winner of best feature is Mayhem Loren, Turkish. Coco Trio Turbo Action Bronze. What the fuck happened here? Oh man, what a killer fucking verse from Mayhem Loren. Probably 16 bars. Like he was in and out, 30 seconds. Fucking but you know, killed fucking it. He went up against MF Doom that had an entire song to fucking spit, yeah, and he was great on pretty it. Pretty much. He went against Booty Brown, who had like at least 32 bars that he filled up. And T Pain, who like we fucking fell in love with T Pain's part on Troubles. And uh, dude, Mayhem just. It was just clever enough and he switched up his cadence like two times or three times in the verse that I was like that that was my number one pick from the moment I heard it I you know it, the I think the him coming in and getting out just the quick 
uhness of that verse is something that's very endearing for it. Yeah, I agree. And uh and again it's like it leaves you wanting more, just like every Action Bronson song. So like where Booty Brown gave you more than you ever wanted. Uh, <laughs> and MF Doom just gave you a great fucking track. Yeah, Mayhem just, uh, he made me want to keep listening to it. And he made that song, to be honest. And yeah, honestly, great uh, honorable mention, huge honorable mention to Zach De La Rocha from Rage Against the Machine. Just is my yep. favorite song on RTJ4. And it, it hurt a little bit to not include him in the actual it final four. It was very close. But Mayhem Loren, salute to you. You deserve it. Hey, 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 hey. hey. Salute. Have one on us, bud. That's where we, how about this? How about we take a drink after every category? <laughs> That's a lot of whiskey, man. I don't know I was going to say, that. you're good with the beer. I'm, I'm the one that has to worry about it. <laughs> well, uh, well, while you're drinking, yeah. what is the next category we're going to? The next this? category is one that is near and dear to my heart. Um, it is best album to smoke to. This is a very important category it has a lot for to our particular show. yes our show uses a ton of uh it's very inspired by weed it's very inspired by uh pot smoking and smoking pot and listening to music specifically and we had a lot of albums to choose from for this and i think personally a best album to smoke to is not necessarily the chillest or quietest or no. Uh, you know, it's it's. I love listening to metal just as much as I love listening to hip hop and country and all every genre can sound really cool when you're fucking stoned. And so that could be a little confusing. It's like, well, what then? What the fuck is that? Does this category mean? And I'd say, um, you just get in a fucking zone when you smoke. Yeah. Um, and it's a feeling, man. And if you don't, like, I don't know. It's just a fucking feeling. I think a lot of what constitutes a good album to get high to is the production and all of these albums on this list are like the top tier of production that you can get in their respective um, genres for sure and honestly uh, I have an honorable mention that we did not even put on this list I'm going to mention at the end here but uh, the first nominee for best album to smoke to 2021 that we listened to on the show uh, first one is Night Gnomes by Psychedelic Porn Crumpets. Fucking yes. amazing record. This is, uh, it's it's just a nice psychedelic, but also very rockin' record. What you would expect from Psychedelic Porn Crumpets. But almost like know. the heaviest that I've heard from them on some parts. Yeah, on some parts. And then some parts are just like the most like psyched out mm-hmm. that you... I mean, they're no strangers to being fucking psyched out or anything like that. For sure. Uh, but just a great, kind of more active, more rocking album. Yeah. To to just fucking light a bowl to. Just light, light smoke a, a bowl of marijuana to it. Uh, yeah, that's what we mean, by the way. Yeah, it's yeah. Specifically marijuana. Yeah, we're talking about the racist term marijuana, specifically. Yes. Um, second album nominee, Best Album to Smoke to 2021 is we mentioned this album already before melt my eyes we will a hundred and we will many times it'll be like last year where we talked about uh space is the place by bright light social hour yeah or bright right bright light social hour bright light social hour um melt my eyes see your future by denzel curry an incredible hip-hop record i i wouldn't say it's so much psych that he puts into his record um but he is it's mood 
it's it's a mood he is very he was very inspired by like old uh samurai movies kurosawa and so he's yeah yeah so he was kind of trying to channel that along with rap there are a lot of different kind of vibes on this record yeah and he kind of chilled out a little bit on this album like where where he still has some kind of hype bangers uh they're few and far between on this record. He kind of toned it back a little bit. He got a little more personal. Uh, a lot of the beats are very jazzy. And, um, again, such a puts you in such a perfect mood. Uh, and, and, again, production, absolutely top-notch. Yeah. yeah. The next nominee for Best Album to Smoke To is uh, kind of, uh, you know, you were a little surprised by this, but I love, yes, I I love this band. I grew up listening to this band, and in my opinion, this is probably the best album I've heard from them since 2005. And it's uh, Under Oath's new album, Voyeurist, that came out this year. Fucking super heavy, amazing record. And I absolutely loved it. And it really blew me away. It, it, it's uh, it's not like I necessarily expected it to fucking suck, but I uh, definitely didn't expect <laughs> to love it as much as I did. And and is part of that because of how smokable it is? Yeah, man. It's uh, I. It's you know, we have to listen to these albums for you know if it's not a fresh drop episode where it's a one and done type of thing. Um, sometimes we have to listen to these albums like multiple times for each episode. Like we try and get really deep and and immerse ourselves in the music. And Voyeurist was one that was a fresh drop that we listened to it once and we talked about it and we moved on with our lives. But right. I, uh, like many Fresh Drops that we listened to this year, they, it was one of my favorites of the year. And uh, Voyeurist was just, the, the for how heavy it is and how much is going on screaming and singing and these super hyper distortion guitars, uh, it is incredibly produced and recorded and mixed. And I thought it was easy on the ears for being such a heavy record. And, uh, and one that I went back to multiple times, stoned walking my dog with really good headphones and loved it, man. So moving on, the last nominee for Best Album to Smoke to, another surprise for us this year, was Kenny Beats' latest record, Louie, which was a Louis. tribute to his pops uh, and a goddamn amazing tribute, in my opinion. He's not dead. He's not dead, thank God. Uh, but he is, as, as far as I know, he might be battling cancer. I'm not 100% sure. I haven't checked up on it. But Louis was a mostly instrumental, mostly sample-filled um, beat album. And uh, yeah. there's something like 11 or 12 songs on it. You know, two minutes, two and a half minutes tops of just amazing beats to listen to. Um, that spanned a whole bunch of different subgenres of stuff too. You'll hear lo-fi on there and you'll hear kind of almost world music type beats on there as well. And uh, and the production really blew me away on this record. Uh, and I think it surprised me so much in the moment that I'm pretty sure I gave it a nine point something, which is a rarity on our show. Uh, yeah, I'd say it's, it's a lot less rare for you to give a fresh drop somewhere in the nine. True. Than- like an album we listen to multiple times. True. First impressions uh, are real. I'm a real first impression slut. Uh, and so, we those are the nominees. But Lucas, who on earth won best album to smoke to? Uh, huh? This was one. Huh? This was one that was uh, not necessarily a difficult choice for us. Uh, but it was. Drum roll, please. Kenny Beats with his album Louie. 
he really, really, really blew us away. And uh, and I felt bad. I said it probably like five times on the episode that his dad died. And his dad has not died. Nope. <laughs> He's not dead. feel horrible about uh, that. Just going through it. And it, it was just really... It's, it's, I don't think it's anything completely groundbreaking, but it is something that we don't hear a lot in hip-hop, which is, first off, instrumental beats, right? Right. But then, secondly, beats that are produced like this, with these heavy vocal samples that are hardly ever used as vocals. Right. You know? They're used as just another, uh, you know, another dynamic in the music. Yeah. 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 Uh, and so, best I'm going to smoke to... I'm sure you'll notice something cool every time you listen to the album. Uh, and, man, yeah, just good fucking vibe. We had some uh, honorable mentions to Krong Bin with Ali. Such a good record, uh, man, with uh, uh, Vera Farcatore. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but he's an amazing uh, Mali Malinese, uh, a guitarist and singer from Mali, uh, Africa. And he added so much of his fucking brand on Ollie with Krung Bin and just fits so perfectly into Krung Bin's dub, lo-fi, lounge, whatever you want to call their music, and it's yeah. it was just so fucking good. And the uh, the other uh, honorable mention is, we already mentioned this album as well, Cocodrio Turbo by Action Bronson. Uh, Action's always right. a good smoke, you know, and, uh, and Cocodrio is like a 27-minute record that... Uh, super super easy real easy for a quick session you know like I, yeah. I I usually take about 20 30 minutes to like get nice and stoned and take my time and take a hit every now and then and uh, Cocodrio is a great one albeit uh, not action's best stuff but not bad at all so even action's worst stuff is a specific vibe and you could certainly smoke still it so much fun you know um, but what you can't probably what you probably won't want to smoke to uh are the episodes for the next category which is most controversial album and this this can kind of mean either between you and me right on our opinions of an album or uh of us against the world (laughs) (laughs) yeah the small world of this fandom that we encountered uh, this year, yeah, the, I think it's rare that me and you like completely disagree on a record, yeah. um, and even rarer where me and you don't understand a record, and that's kind of uh, that's kind of you know one of these nominees where it's like you didn't really get it and I did, uh, and then another one where we, we both straight up hated it, <laughs> and one that uh, I didn't get it and you did. So who are the nominees? But the, uh... Yeah, the well, the first honorable mention is going to be Butterfly 3001. What a disappointment, man. Uh, which is, it's the remix record of songs off Butterfly 3000. It is about, By King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, if you're not aware. Yeah. Uh, it's probably a 20-something song album. Um, and we were expecting, I guess we had our hopes up so high for this fucking album. Because what could some cool producer remixers do? for these King Gizzard songs and apparently not much not much honestly. they had the scientist a legendary dub producer they had Peaches a legendary like dance uh, you know pop music performer they had fucking DJ Shadow on this doing a remix and we still fucking hated Butterfly 3001 it was especially a bummer for me because this record was my most anticipated 
of the year yeah. uh, going into That's the year, rough. and also because Butterfly Three Thousand is legitimately one of my favorite King Gizzard records. Uh, it, it, they completely they introduced this concept of like electronic folk music on Butterfly Three Thousand, and I thought it worked so fucking well. But Three Thousand One was a major, major, major disappointment. Ah, well, what are you gonna and do? still hope for, hope for it next time. And still, these other four episodes and albums were more yes. controversial than yes. that. So, who are the nominees for most controversial albums of 2022? The four nominees are Black Messiah by D'Angelo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was one that I just could not really understand or get behind, and that you rated in the nines, if I remember correctly. I see Black Messiah as a uh, genius album and uh for many different reasons and we didn't necessarily disagree i mean correct me if i'm wrong me and you did like we saw eye to eye on the musicianship and the production and all that stuff what you didn't understand was the message he was trying to send on the record yeah i thought that um the first like i believe the first three songs were getting across kind of the message i was expecting with the album cover right with the uh little forward that he had with it um and then every single song after the third one was just about some what was just about something fucking else about fucking just like all like all his past songs <laughs> and all his past records i think d'angelo is sort of like uh he's like a mystical figure to me he's he's this he's like a unicorn he's not a human he's an alien and uh he uh you know honestly like i there's just something about that record that really spoke to me and uh yeah, and I'd say it's controversial mostly because we there was a good segment of that episode, a good portion of that episode, where me and you kind of debated on yeah. the merits of the message that he was trying to get across and how successful he got that, how successfully he, he got that message across. So if you guys haven't you heard that hear episode, that, yeah, you could go straight to that. episode. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's really a it's a really good episode, and it was interesting being in the studio with uh, JC at the time, where JC seemed to understand. He was trying to communicate with me through like. Tele- telepath like he was trying to tell me like he was trying to explain things to me like you know as a black man and what this album means to his community and I think I picked up on a few things but there's plenty of things that like literally in the last few minutes of us talking he would like one of us would say something and make a revelation he'd be like fucking thank you like behind the camera <laughs> so I bet JC would put this up as one of uh, yeah, one right. of the most controversial as well <laughs> Uh, our second nominee is Three by Mike Snow. I, I, I. Yeah, uh, yeah. Confused the hell out of me that you brought this to the podcast, not going to lie. I still uh, think this is a great pop record. Um, <laughs> and you did not you did not see it so, uh, so, so graciously. No, I think there were a lot of things about this record and, and us having to do research and talk about it, which is another great episode, honestly, because... We discovered a lot of things about Mike Snow in general and their history in the music industry that I had no idea. Um, yes, they are not just three random dudes. No, apparently. They are a part of this big music circle. They've written a lot of very successful pop songs, including Toxic by Britney Spears. And uh, and there were some ups and downs on this record. I thought some of it was some of the most fucking basic pop songs ever. And I thought some... Oh were actually very original and very good. And, and you know my fucking struggle that I have with pop music in general. So yes. bringing a pop album to the podcast you know is a risk to begin with, and it's probably going to be a controversial record no matter who it is. 
always contestuous. Oh, I, I contest. But this next record, the third nominee, is what I would say is furthest from a pop record. Oh, boy. And it was a foul form by the OCs. Uh, this was one where we saw eye to eye, second by second, yes. minute by minute. We were on the same page. Yes. And uh, nobody else is on the same page. Oh, my God. Else. I made the huge... We hated this album. Um, and I made the huge mistake, and honestly probably a faux pas, of uh, sharing our episode in the OC's subreddit. And in the title of the episode, I literally put garbage in all capitals. Uh, you were you, We were begging for we it. We caught the I'd ire say. of the OC's uh, fandom, which turns out can be pretty goddamn fucking toxic. Little did we know. Uh, the OC's is such a fun band, I didn't know they'd have so many assholes as fans. But we just, we are OC's fans, and uh, we fucking hated this record. We didn't understand what they were trying to do. It was a very underproduced, um, purposefully shitty-sounding throwback punk record. Throwback to, like, late 70s, early 80s punk music. And, uh, goddamn, I fucking hated it so, so, so much. And uh, people hated us for it. Uh, There were were some more, uh, there were some productive comments on the video. It's not like it was all bad. There were some people. Yeah, they said like, Lucas lose some fucking weight. Lose, yeah, stopping so fat, maybe right, ugly. Right. You got to pull some weight on the podcast. It seems like Ash is kind of doing all that yeah. for you. It was pretty clever when someone said maybe maybe you should pull more weight so you lose some weight. I'm like, wow. Damn. Jesus. <laughs> um, but yeah, contestuous, and it was mainly that I thought it was kind of a low effort thing and in low. It was. Brain work. It was, and you have <laughs> you have these fans of the OCs that were fucking jumping through hoops, doing mental gymnastics, trying to explain what a fucking genius album of foul form is. And we just, even after all the the shit talking and all, everyone trying to plead their case about why it's such a fucking great record, I still hate it. Uh, and we also hated Oof. the fourth and final nominee. Which is honestly never mind by Drake. Yeah. First off, I'll just start it by saying that was our bad for wanting to review this album in the first place. Yeah, I think it was uh, it was an attempt by me to start incorporating more mainstream artists into our reviews and just to get views and plays and attention yeah, solely to get some attention on us some eyes i didn't think at um, all how we were going to be talking about the most popular artists in the world second to fucking bad bunny probably where we're competing with thousands of other people who are uploading shit talking about this record and it honestly was a controversial record in general not just on our show it was it was a, a record that confused a lot of critics and a lot of fans of drake and i gotta be honest musically sonically i fucking love the record yeah, I was. You you'll see that a whole episode. I was kind of vibing through yeah. it, but also by the last couple songs, I could I was falling asleep. Yeah, it, it's a very consistent record for better and for worse. Um, it's Drake trying to do like mellow house trance music. Drake yeah. is not a good singer, so if he's gonna focus on singing for an entire record, I think that's already a fucking uphill battle to get someone to like it, especially someone like me who doesn't really like Drake. Um, but that's what it kind of he ruined the album for me because the music is great. It's it it is the some of the best of that genre that you'll hear, and his vocals are some of the worst of that genre that you'll hear. So with that said, who wins most controversial album for twenty twenty two? Ash. 
I gotta well, know. If if you are a if you are a consistent viewer, you'll probably know. Which you're not. Uh, Let's be honest. Because Lucas <laughs> could not stop bringing it up on every episode we had for a couple weeks after that. Uh, my butt was hurt. You were your butt was hurt. You had a hurt butt. I had a hurt butt. butt. I was butt hurt. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I took it to heart. Um, but the winner of most controversial album 2022 earbuds podcast is it's a foul form yeah by the oc fuck this album uh easily we uh you know <laughs> dude i did not expect the amount not much of, to say about i really that. didn't expect the amount of hate that we got i took it so so personally and honestly it made me hate the record more realizing how shitty people could be when uh someone else has a different opinion from them uh it, it really put a, a nasty taste in my mouth a little bit. Welcome to the internet, bud. I know. Yeah, I was a, finally making. I was baptism by fire. God damn. Uh, but this, let's lift our spirits back up. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna get to. Uh, should we do this category next? Uh, I think we should skip this. I think this will be towards the end. Let's do yeah. uh, the um, best antique. No, no, I'm thinking nope. no, no. That'll that'll be at the end as well. Uh, I'm thinking let's do the best album art of best of 2022. There was a lot of really good ones to choose from. Um, there there are a lot of fucking really bad ones. mentions on this one. With the <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a lot of there was a lot to choose from for best and worst album art, and yes. both of them have a ton of honorable mentions. So, uh, and both of them shared one at one point. Yes, and <laughs> I same, I stand by that, album. and I'll explain that. But uh, let's go honorable mentions first for best album art of 2023. And these are not albums. Obviously, these are not albums that came out in 20 or 2022. Sorry, these are not albums that came out last year. These are just albums we listened to and reviewed. So honorable mentions. You know, we already talked about Butterfly 3001. Although it was a very disappointing record, the album art is fucking gorgeous, and I love it. Little CD with a with a butterfly background. All these like butterfly. It looks like a wallpaper type of thing. It's really really cool. Yep. Uh, Denzel Curry's Melt My Eyes to See Your Future had a very cool album cover kind of mimicking uh, some like Tokyo, Japan movie, uh, like a movie poster or something. I thought it looked really cool. Uh, RTJ4 by Run the Jewels. Fucking awesome rendition of the Run the Jewels fucking cover. Uh, It's almost like robot hands, but they're like super fancy. I like it. It's very polygonal. Very polygonal. I like it. Uh, Billy Talent. Fucking still releases music, apparently. And Crisis of Faith had a really cool kind of uh, almost 70s-looking, uh, like ske- like a Ghost Rider type of motorcycle dude with, like, an atomic bomb going off behind him. I really like the colors on this one. Love it's, the colors. Uh, it's a lot of, like, kind of greens and uh, purples. Like turquoise, green, yeah, teals. Yeah. Very, very uh, random. And I, I love that album art. It's very comic booky. Uh, Municipal Waste with Electrified Brain. That was a really fun record, and the fucking album cover is even more fun than the music. Yeah. A fucking. It's exactly what you would. It's expect. exactly what you would want, and it's it's a <laughs> flying V fucking guitar being smashed through the skull of some poor innocent soul, uh, and I love it. And then Demon Days by Gorillaz because it's fucking iconic. It's iconic as hell. There are so many like parody images, so many tribute images mm-hmm. uh, of that album. Cover, is it a? It is it? The Beatles? Is that what what they're parodying? No. Okay. Well, maybe I don't. Right? Know. But like, isn't it kind of Beatles-esque? The, the, 
the the four of them heads being at the sides the colors that's the very iconic part of that album cover but it didn't quite make our fucking list so you know we got some bangers we were talking about this for a while we were like music critiquing for a second yes we were and by the way i think it is i think demon days is a kind of satire or parody of let it be by the beatles look it up oh yeah i guess so. yeah whatever yeah i don't care but four nominees for best album. Four nominees. Uh, already mentioned this album. Also, Black Messiah by D'Angelo. Super cool album yes. cover. I thought it was very powerful, which made me very uh, disappointed later on. Right. The album art might not directly uh, it doesn't give you the right uh, idea of what the album might be. But it's a very cool album cover. Um, a lot of black fists in the air with black gloves. Uh, it came out in the summer of 2020, I believe. So all the George Floyd stuff was going on and, and everything. So very cool album cover. Black Mas- What? Did Black Messiah come out in 2020? No. That was like that was like 2013 or something, right? I am way off. Uh, like- fucking next one. Drill Music in Zion by Lupe Fiasco. And cr- such a cool painting. Such a cool painting. I don't know if... Just a literal piece of art. Did Lupe do it himself? Uh, I mean... I don't know about that, but it just depicts a, a kind of a mesh of colors, um, kind of getting into a gray in a sharp triangle downward on a like a yellow canvas. Yeah, really bright yellow background. Um, very stark image, very striking image. Uh, really cool. Yeah, straight up piece of like fine art. Uh, yeah. The next nominee is Cave World by Viagra Boys. This one I had to fucking, I had to push for. I had to campaign for this one to be on the list. I- I, like I, I'm I appreciate it, but I don't I don't think this is better than all the honorable mentions we have. I honestly, it's a very subjective uh, choice. I th- I don't think we mentioned this before, but the we have four nominees for each category, and two of them are my choices, and two of them are Ash's choices. So yes. Ash's two nominees were Black Messiah and Drill Music, and my two nominees were Cave World by Viagra Boys. I love this album art because it reminds me a lot of those like old school fucking 50s like survival guides where they have this kind of like uh you know very simple artwork showing like this is how you light a fire in the woods and this is how you fucking you know this is how you uh, inflate your life vest in a fucking yeah. i have a hair stuck in my fucking mouth well while you get that out uh black messiah was released in december 2014 so i was pretty close uh, and th- my last nominee <laughs> was Vil Farcatori and Krungbin's album Ali. Uh, yes. Another one that is just a straight up piece of art. I would say Ali is more modern art uh, versus Drill Music's uh, fine art. It, it seems to have all these pieces of cloth yeah. or like flags or something. And all these in the middle is this figure. Uh, that is kind of indecipherable. Yeah, it's kind of it to me. It looks very African inspired. Um, it's almost like made out of textiles. Yeah, it, it looks like it could be woven, or it looks like it could be pieces of fabric or pieces of paper. Um, it's a really beautiful piece of art, and it had to end up on the list. So for best album art 2022, the winner is. <laughs> Ali by Vilfarcatore and Krungbin. Congratulations. 
one of the trippiest things that we discovered while trying to decide who won, because it was pretty close between Drill Music and Ali, is how fucking yeah. similar the two album covers are. Go put them side to side, people who are listening and watching, and the you'll see what we the mean. the same colors. Yes. They both focus in the middle. They're both straight up pieces of art. They're not. Yeah. They're not a you know, like you know a classic album art that you would expect. Like you said, all the same colors and they create the same shape. Where a, a upside down triangle is the main focal point of drill music in Zion. Ali's main focal point is this figure in the middle of this kind of textile woven thing that creates a fucking tr- upside down triangle. And it's very cool to look at. It's cool once we finally realized it. And it makes sense why uh, we liked both of them so much. So, congratulations, Krungbin and Vilfarkatorhe. We loved Ali. And you guys deserve at least one award for Ali. Because I think that's the only one they won. Spoiler alert. Uh, Fucking cheers. Cheers to y'all. All All these people, all these contestants, all the winners uh, will be getting gift bags. We'll be giving them our little trophies in the mail. Uh, A packet of Smarties. Um, a packet of Smarties. We have some Hershey's Kisses uh, that were in my pocket. I was going to say, whatever was left over, um, they, there's some really old uh, crumbly Kit Kats in there as well. And yeah. I found my broken iPad that someone's going to get. Oh, that's great. Yeah, someone's going to get a lucky one. Uh, wow. Not, not to name names, but D'Angelo is going to receive a broken iPad from me. And what a gift. What a gift. What a compliment to, to <laughs> that man's legacy. Uh, uh, let's uh, let's go into the worst album art of 2022, because there was the plenty coin. of those, too, motherfucker. We're getting on it. And these, uh, a little less contestuous than best album art. Yeah. Um, but, boy, there were a good couple. We'll start with the one that, with the album that is in... Both categories of best and worst, <laughs> which is an honorable, honorable mention. Let's, let's let's go through the honorable mentions. Uh, is Billy Talent's Crisis of Faith? <laughs> so this was mine. Uh, I put this as best and worst. Some of the best and worst album art of last year, uh, and it's because it's so cool, but it's used on such a shit record that I put it as one of the worst album covers. Yeah, it's it's like wasted potential. Absolutely, like. They, they fucking ruined that art. What a bummer <laughs> to use such cool um, artwork, which can, should have just been in like a, a show flyer artwork or something like that. Uh, they used yeah. it for an album and a bad one at that. Uh, other nominees are Enemy of the World by Four Years Strong. That's all you. I, it's, it's like... You're a fucking hater. It's bad in a cheesy way. It's bad in a great way. You put it on here. Oh, that was me? Yes. No bullshit. You put it. That. You fucking put it on. I didn't do that. It's in your. Fu- you just did Enemy of the World. You didn't even list the fucking artist. Yeah, because we know who it is. All right, I forgot right. that was my nominee. And you know what? I did it because fucking I knew goodness. you hated it, and I got all self conscious, and I was just like, dude, if I don't put this on here, then she's gonna call me out, and fucking, and then all of a sudden now, now I'm being a fanboy, and now, now I, I'm unprofessional. I, it's it's bad in a funny cheesy endearing way it is i wasn't gonna put it on all right fuck you because when we did the episode you called that album art fucking albums to pull okay like what well like uh another honorable mention which is also your number yes (laughs) as much as i love action bronson and i do love some of his artwork that he does like he's he has a very unique style uh Rio, i thought was just like a shit i just thought it was shit it's like if his kid did it i'd 
Right. Uh, which is a lot of a lot of what his stuff looks like, but to me it would just it just seemed like um, uninspired. Yeah, it was just like yeah, the album's called uh, Coco Drill Turbo. I guess I'll put a crocodile on there. Or he fucking did the painting and he was just like, Oh man, I'm gonna call this painting Cocodrio Turbo and now I'm gonna write an album. It's kinda like only for dolphins. Uh and then I did the Mars Volta's the Mars Volta as our final honorable mention. It's just I don't like the gold and black background. I don't like the there's text in the middle that's all indecipherable in its own way. Yeah. And it's like so funny because like this is the last this is like the most easy to ingest Mars Volta album. It really is. And, and it's why the worst. they felt like <laughs> like they felt like they had to put a code in the middle. It's like we're so indecipherable. We're like universes ahead of everything. Nah. And they're playing just fucking three minutes. It looks like uh piece. it looks like ABBA greatest hits or something. Like it doesn't look like yeah, anything yeah. special. Um but let's get into our four nominees. Let's but... get into it. I'll let you do this because I know you feel very passionately about album art. Uh, I do. It's it to me. There's no excuse for shitty album art unless it's on purpose. And uh, well, that's a <laughs> that's like the biggest excuse. Well, that's like the biggest excuse you could give. Yeah, me. but I gotta say, I think only one of these albums that is a nominee was shitty on purpose. You say so. Get into it, bro. Get into it. Alright, fine. Uh, the first nominee is going to be Honestly Nevermind by Drake. Welcome back, bud. Yeah, fuck him. Another appearance in the fucking worst categories. It's one of the ugliest the album fucking, I've ever seen. <laughs> it looks like a low JPEG. It, it, we were joking, uh, talking about this list, saying that it looks like some amateur tattoo artist yeah. put it on someone and then like enlarged it on their skin yeah. somehow. It looks like really bad early to mid-90s tattooing. Um, yeah. It's horrible. Uh, second nominee is "It's Almost Dry" by Pusha T. Uh, this is one of yours. I I thought it was, was ugly, mine. but I didn't think it was it's, that bad. It's an eyesore. It's an eyesore. It's ugly. And I'll like, say that. It's uh, the text on it is like he did it in fucking MS Paint. It's just a mess of an album to look at, even more so than like Time Skiffs. Yeah, Time Skiffs uh, which, almost ended up by uh, what is it, Animal Collective? Yeah. yeah, that almost ended up on the list for sure. Uh, just kind of hard to look at, um, uncomfortable to look at because there's so much going on. Same with uh, uh, Night Gnomes, honestly. The yeah, psychedelic. Yeah, that, that one had a for sure. very similar <laughs> album cover to Time Skiffs. Uh, and I, one of my, I wanted to make an honorable mention the fucking Alt J record that just made me really uncomfortable to look at. The Dream. Yeah, it's a very strange album cover. Um, but my nominees for worst album art were. The Interrupters in the Wild. One of the uh, laziest kind of goddamn covers pick. I've ever seen. It. This is the thing you put on a best of album. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like. It's a poster, if anything. You know, it's like it's just an Interrupters poster, and you yeah, have the band. Yeah, it's just like a regular fucking photo shoot, and they were like, "We need album art today," and they're like, "I don't know, pick a good one from the fucking photo shoot we did yesterday." Right. Uh, and um, very similar to my second nominee. For worst album art, which was Little Dragon opening the door, they—it's kind of the same thing. It's kind of just another photo shoot. They at least like inverted some colors and put a weird Dude, symbol on it. I they literally know. just put a solid color background. They took a band photo where they're all bending over, looking at the camera, and they did a negative in fucking paint. Okay, 
But like this is also a three album EP. Or three song. You know? A f- a, no, it's three albums. Oh shit, an EP that's three whole records? Yeah, it's, it's a long... God damn, that sounds like uh, Mortalis. It's, like a, it's a three song EP. It was like 11 minutes long total. And J.I.D. was on one of the songs. That's true. Remember? Um, I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, he <laughs> sang on it, which was super interesting. Uh, but with that said, the nominees... Congratulations to all the nominees, <laughs> first of all. Uh, Ash, who is the winner of Worst Album Art of 2022? The Worst Album Art of the Podcast. <laughs> and subsequently of 2022 <laughs> is Honestly Nevermind by Drake. What a fucking hideous fucking third grade MS Paint piece of art. Awful. Awful. Um, we don't need to go much into that because anyone who has seen the album art knows uh, why it's we think it's so shitty. Uh, and now let's go from that. Let's go back on a high. We're getting into our most controversial category for uh, this <laughs> award show, which is Best Production. Yeah. Um, we we kind of fought we kind of fought on this one. We did. And we spent I'm, the most amount of time on this one. We'll like we'll see, but we have we have a good amount of uh, honorable mentions as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, best production, man. There was uh, there were some good ones this year. Uh, honorable mentions for best production: "Melt My Eyes, See Your Future" by Denzel Curry. Yes, sir. Uh, Voyeurist by uh, Under Oath. Mm-hmm. Black Messiah by D'Angelo. A couple albums we haven't listened or we haven't mentioned yet: Jessica Rabbit by Sleigh Bells, yep. uh, fucking really fun record, really great production. Uh, Magic by Nas, another really great record. Nas and Hit Boy, their little interim between um, King's, King's Dead Disease. One and Two, I believe. Yeah, King's Disease. Yeah, King's Dead. <laughs> What'd you say? I said King's Dead, and like the fucking Kendrick Lamar. King's song. Dead. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, Magic was a really, really great production on it, and uh, Drill Music and Zion by Lupe Fiasco, another really, really well-produced record. Music and Zion. But our nominees for Best Production of 2022, number one, Louie by Kenny Beats. We already talked about that. Yep. It's, it's not only a wise use of samples and instruments, but it's also splayed in a fantastic productive way. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think uh, all the sample work and the way that he layered all the samples and how just how fucking buttery smooth that whole album is is just. Uh, why are you moving the camera? What are you doing? Just trying to shake you off. Yeah, well, it worked. Uh, great production on uh, on Louis, and uh, second nominee is another uh, an album that we haven't mentioned yet, but it had to be on the list. But it had to be a nominee for best production. Wow! It is Red Balloon by Tank and the Bangas. They are they're almost like a sweetheart band to me. Like it's like we it's, love this fucking band. I I pretty much forgot about this record Same. after we listened to it. Yeah. But it's like I went as soon as we had this category. I was like. Man, I think I, I think I remember Red Balloon being really good. I went back to it. I was gonna listen to one song, listen to the whole fucking thing. What a fucking record! Amazing Damn. record, man. Fuck, man, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot, and we praised it so highly in the in the episode. Yeah, it was a fresh drop, so we'd only listened to it that once, and uh, and yeah. I did the same thing, man. Whenever I was going through the list, I'm like, all right, who had good production? 
I, I remember I look I saw that episode and I was like oh shit I remember we like I had literally the same thought process like I I remember liking this I listened to the episode oh we loved it let me go listen to the album oh my god the album's incredible so yeah. Red Balloon by Tank and the Bangos across the board every song sounds yep. different they go from fucking trap aggressive hip hop to like really nice um, no the, name the fucking like smoothest like cafe funk yeah cafe de <laughs> uh, very no name like jazz boppy hip hop. Uh, they're they're all over the place on that record, and the production is different on every song. It's, the drums don't sound the same from one song to the next, and they pulled it off so so well. Uh, and super cool that we got some like actual interaction from the bassist of the band. Like when we posted the review, he right, fucking yeah, he, he gave he us a little commented love. on a uh, on a little. Uh... During one of the songs, you were like, "Is that a is that a fretless that he's playing? Yeah. Is that like a cello or something?" And he commented on that and and cleared it up, and that was super cool. Really fucking. Thank cool. you so much for watching our fucking episode. Amazing. That was an amazing feeling. Uh, next nominee is Ali by Krungbin and Vil Fakatore. Uh, yep. We've mentioned this album before. We haven't really talked about the production of it. It is incredible. It is the probably the chillest record of the year. Yes, and uh, I'd say it's it leans toward a kind of dub side of things. Super dub, super super dub, super airy. Yeah, um, tons of, of reverb, in the mix. lots of space in the mix. But the bass is is just juiced. The guitar sounds amazing because uh, Vil Farcatore is a guitarist and he has a very unique style. And uh, man, it just blended so so well. And the whole song, the the whole album sounds exactly the same from one song yes. to the next. It's very consistent. It's, you would, you could close your eyes. You would not know when it transitions. Sometimes exactly. Uh, none of the songs are super unique from one to the next, with some exceptions. But uh, man, it's one of those things where it's like it could be a detriment having every song sound so similar. And in this case, it is a huge plus to me because I love it. A little bit of a detriment to me, but yes, we're past it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're past yeah, it. Yeah, and no one cares what you think. So the last nominee for Best Production is, uh, we already mentioned this album before, but for different reasons, it is Cave World by Viagra Boys. This is Which one I that was... I had to get you to listen to again while we were fucking debating this shit. No, yeah, because I remember, uh, speaking of fucking cameos in the comments, apparently the producer of this album yeah. commented on our a video because we were talking a lot about that. I didn't quite... Yeah. I, I didn't quite remember the production of this album. I think it is... I think it deserves to be up here. Mm. Um, though we had a long conversation about which of these would win. Lucas, looking on this, do you have any regrets? Do you have any things you want to change real quick? Not even a little bit. I think Cave World yes. more than deserves to be on this list. I think... The production. And what about the winner? What about the winner? <laughs> I still stand by this, <laughs> and I think before we get to the winner, I think Cave World deserves to be on here because while you look at Louie and Red Balloon and Ali, those are all very smooth, buttery, beautiful, shimmering productions on those three albums, and uh, you know they're all obviously different from each other, but they all kind of fall within the same wheelhouse of just like pretty chill music just nice music to sit back and listen to cave world is a post-punk dance kind of punky still rock record 
it's an alternative record, and uh, and I think to be able to produce something of that caliber in a genre like where Viagra Boys land, which I would say is more post-punk alternative rock, uh, you know, you don't necessarily the production of those genres aren't necessarily something that stands out to you a lot. And to me, Cave World, the production stood out because of how crisp everything was in the mix. And there's so much going on, and the songs are so different and weird that I believe it deserves to be on this list. And with that said, the winners of Best Ah. Production of 2022 are Louie by Kenny Beats, Red Balloon by Tank and the Bangas, and and Cave World by Viagra Boys. And I am campaigning for this and I'm sticking with it. People who are listening and watching comment and agree with me because this is an unprecedented event. You can't compare Cave World to Red Balloon or to Louie. It is not a one-to-one apples to apples comparison. But that's what we're fucking doing here. That's not true. Given the fucking award. No, I think honestly Cave World deserved to win just as much. I stood for Red Balloon. Yeah. I stood in my fucking guns you for did. Red Balloon. But we I can't thought it was fantastic. And we, I thought every single song nailed the production and rose above it yeah. of whatever like style they were trying to produce. Yeah. Uh, I thought Cave World, while it does have good production, it's like good punk production. And it's like... You, but just know, because it's like, good quote-unquote punk production doesn't take away from it. No, but when you're comparing it to uh, Red Balloon, which has so many fucking instruments, so many vibes, so many musical, like, shapings. Cave World has a ton of instruments. Cave World has synth and a full fucking band and all this, like, extra shit that they put on top of the full band. Ah. It, ah. And then and then you have Louie. Which is just incredible. It's, it's Which is just, like, I, I would have put Louie over Cave World. I would have put Red Balloon over Louie. But, look... This is the fucking Ear Buddies Award. We can do whatever the so fuck we want. We're, we're like Bam Margera in 2004. Sorry, Ali. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> Ali. the only one that didn't get an award. It's funny because I think, like, we were both campaigning, right? You were campaigning for Red Balloon. I was campaigning for Cave World. But we both agreed on Louie. Well, yeah, because it, it's just a, a great soundscape through the whole thing. Um, so do not all three deserve to stand... Ash, do not all three deserve to take a bow and and be handed a thorny rose? Yeah, they do. Thank you. Um, and you know who else deserves the thorniest rose? The Lucas. worst production of the year. The worst production. This was much less contestuous. Mm-hmm. We, in fact, only have three nominees. Uh, yeah, and it was easy to pick. Uh, the nominees for this being A Foul Form by The O.C.'s. Uh, We've already mentioned why we hated it. Huh? We've already mentioned why we hated it. Yeah. And the the production itself, while purposely kind of calling back to those early punk days um, and that punk quality, still, ah, there were, like, times when it worked so much against them. Like, you couldn't hear some instruments or some vocals or something, and I feel like it took away from from the music. Uh, the second one was Guitar Romantic. Yeah. Uh, first time we mentioned that one. Yes, yes. That was the first time. Guitar Romantic by The one. Exploding Hearts. 
Exploding Hearts. It had a, it was calling back to kind of seventies rock. Yeah, I believe, and it was it was uh, released in the two thousand. Man, I want to say it was released like right around two thousand and oh fuck, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, I think. Uh, so it was again another stylistic choice for the production, but one that I think. Um, may have taken away from it more than it added to you it. You know, honestly, I don't know how much of it was stylistic choice versus budget. And that could be a thing as that well. Could, yeah, it was It was definitely hearkening back to like the Elvis Costello power pop of the 70s plus like a Thin Lizzy type uh, rock and roll from the 70s as well. And they captured that, the essence of the era, but um, I think a lot of it was lost in how little budget they had to, to really pull this off. And, and uh, I love the record. You did not like it, but I have to at least agree with you that the production is pretty dog shit on it. And our third and final nominee, uh, it's not a surprise that it's in one of the worst categories, but it's probably a surprise that it's here. Yeah. Because um, it's in here for a different reason than the others, and it is Crisis of Faith, again, by Billy... I fuck. Um, Billy Lacking Talent? Billy, yeah. <laughs> um, Billy Sands Talent. Uh, this is an interesting it, nominee, too, because we talked about this for a little bit. It's not necessarily bad production. The album doesn't sound bad. It is boring as fuck. It's just the most unexperimental, unadventurous, uninspired. stay in your lane, uninspired music and production that you could ever fucking find. Yeah. It is fucking fill in the blanks color the fucking numbers yep. um, and it's just fucking boring so and boring honestly that's why it's our fucking winner yep it is the winner of worst production crisis of faith um, sucks to suck y'all yeah I mean here's here's the here's the thinking there a foul form by the OCs it sounds shitty because they wanted it to sure guitar romantic by the exploding hearts it sounds shitty because they didn't have enough money to make it sound good Crisis of Faith sounds shitty because no one gave a fuck. Yeah, and to and me that's, that deserves that's the worst fucking part. That's the worst part. You deserve to lose because you clearly did not care. There was no yeah. heart or uh, uh, fucking inspiration behind anything on that record, except maybe the album art. Yeah, but that also made the album art the worst. Album. I know because I don't want to like album art from an album I hate. Uh. Wow. Okay. And so we are we are through most of the categories. I think now is kind of the time where we take a little interlude. Yeah. We would talk about our lost albums. Uh, the lost episodes think, of the year. Yeah, I don't think we've lost any episodes. This is, this is our right? in, this is like our in memoriam segment. It's it's insane. Episodes we lost this year. Episode. Yeah, I don't think we lost any episodes other than the ones I haven't uploaded yet. Those aren't lost. Those are just... Uh, we thought we lost fucking Miracle it was, Musical. It was a close call for one second. Yeah, for Miracle Miracle Musical, both of us had trouble finding that <laughs> that video file. Uh, but um, yeah, no lost episodes this year, man. I think, uh, I think one thing that I can say that we lost this year, and it wasn't really a loss, it was just something that I thought was a bit of a bummer, was the, the lack of guests that we were able to... The lack of buddies that we were able to bring onto the show, you know? Um, I think... Yeah... I don't know. Um, with it being my first year in Seattle, I kind of just moved here. Things were all a little, little janky throughout throughout most of the year. Yeah, you had to figure we it out. We did get 
I did get one really special guest. That yes. was Cloak Dagger. Uh, we got the singer and the bassist. Super fucking cool. That was an awesome episode. Really cool that... Very cool, guys. Super, super uh, nice and super cool with how overwhelmed I was that they were there. <laughs> and we nearly lost that episode, too, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, because the... Uh, one of them, I won't. Uh, one of one of us. Uh, yeah, it was the our four fault. of us. Yeah. Uh, couldn't get their voice recording to me. Yeah. So I used I used the fucking bassist's bleed. Jesus. Because he was recording on his phone on the computer with no headphones. Yeah. And so I used the bleed of his audio to get the singer's voice. Audio. Yeah, we we encountered some some unique struggles with that episode. Uh. And it's surprising for four guys who played music, four guys who have been in studios many times before, and at least one of us who works as a sound engineer or works in a studio. And one of them, the singer had a podcast. And the singer has a podcast. And we almost, there was like four issues that we had with this recording. Um, and so glad that we were able to put it out. That was our first, uh, our first interview that we've ever done. And it was cool because we were interviewing them well, about yeah. a specific album about the album that kind of called Lost Art that I think had a huge impact on you as a punk rock musician. I would say it had a huge impact solely on me. Maybe the only person in the world. <laughs> uh, I might be the biggest fan of that album in the entire world. Even... Uh, the band included. Yeah, the band included. <laughs> uh, but that was a really, really fun episode, and I'm so glad we were able to save it. But yeah, other than them, you know, like we we had some sparse uh, friends on here and there, but that was one of the funnest things about this show for me, especially in the beginning, was having friends on and and involving our community, you know, like our little friend, our little community of friends on the show, and really hope to be able to do more of that this year. And a bit of a bummer that we didn't get to do more of it last year. Uh, and from that bummer, I say we go into the drama. You know what? You Which, apparently have some things that you, you have some grievances well, I, that you want to you want to air, and I got nothing. I uh, love everything about you, and I love everything about the show, and I've had no bad experiences ever, and so I don't know why you have so many problems that you want to talk about, but it's fine. I'm not well, uh, I, defensive I, I already. Have, Just fucking get into it. I have some things I want to get off my fucking chest. All right. Apparently. And I have some things I need to get off your fucking chest. Apparently. Um, first of all, I want to say sorry to all the voice actors in the world. Uh, I took, I took all their fucking jobs. Yeah. And looking back, I realize now that me being the voice of every single animated or otherwise like voiceover character was maybe not the best social move on my part. Yeah. I just saw an opportunity and I took it. it. It kind of takes me out of the show a little bit. Um, knowing that every voice is by the same I mean I'm a pretty good voice actor though right like I did a lot of really good voices yeah like I am I am, I am this guy oh that you know? guy yeah that's a that's a really good one <laughs> I have a I have a bit I, I have this guy. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah you know yeah, from yeah, the show. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Um and so I just want to say I'm sorry. Uh I will not be giving your jobs back. Well, no. Uh, I'm making a lot of money from it. Yeah. So. The people still want you. It's just kind of. Well, it's just bad because I'm better than most yeah. of them. But you have a face for radio, so it's perfect. I got to say, uh, no drama, great makeup. 
thank you. Great makeup work over there. <laughs> I decided, you know, getting a little dress, yeah. put on a little makeup. I fucking <laughs> couldn't. My hair gel is at uh, my girlfriend's house. <laughs> Typical. Uh, so that's the fucking beanie situation. Um, and speaking of the beanie situation. Uh, here we go. Uh, Lucas, I think it's finally time to come forward. Um, and and tell everyone that you were the person that covered the entirety of Minnesota in one giant beanie. I thought we weren't going to talk about this. I, and you know I wasn't, but I you have to get this off your chest. You have to get this off your shoulders. It's been weighing down on you. It's true. You you just wanted to make them warm. Minnesota you know? is a fucking cold state, man. Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Just because I mistook Minnesota for Michigan, just because I confused the two, doesn't take away from what I was trying to do. That's an honest mistake. That's an honest mistake. That doesn't take away from my my goal of of warming the entire goddamn state. You're fucking welcome. Yeah. But, you know, I I don't... That, to me, was a little less embarrassing than, like, I thought you were going to bring up the fact that I called uh, Benny the Butcher Beanie the Butcher. And I would have felt really bad about that. Uh, wasn't there an R at the end? Uh, <sighs> I could have sworn when you said it. Uh, <laughs> don't I don't remember doing a hard R <laughs> at the end. Uh, I probably did though. I probably did. That sounds like me. Um. Um. I, I want to say sorry on both of our behalfs. We went to the um, MTV Music Awards, and we... Oh, I thought you were going to talk about Comic-Con. Jesus Christ. Well, we we legally can't talk about Comic-Con I know. yet. Yeah. Um, and I'm and I'm sorry to the families that had to see that. Shh, just don't. don't. Uh, dude, we can't but, even fucking talk about it, dude, so just let it go. The, the, M- the MTV Awards, uh, we thought it'd be funny. We thought it'd be endearing to uh, reenact the Robin Thicke and Miley Cyrus performance. Right. Um, with me obviously being Robin Thicke and you mm-hmm. being Miley. Mm-hmm. Uh, we thought it we thought it'd go over really well. We thought um, enough time had passed, you know? It's like Yeah, yeah. It's like it's been long enough. What are the rules, like, man? Where does it say that you that it's too soon yeah, well, to do some shit? To, to do no. some really inappropriate things that happened on stage. Like, and whenever me and we you went, recreated like, the JT fucking Janet Jackson thing. Yes. At the previous yes. year's MTV Movie Awards, people fucking loved that. They loved it. They loved it. But suddenly this year, oh. we do the fucking Blurred Lines thing. You're hupping up on me. Oh, for some You're reason. You're doing all these slutty fucking moves with the foam finger. Yeah, for some reason, a song about fucking premeditated like rape. Fucking yeah. <laughs> apparently that Appar- is apparently they don't get the joke. Yeah, yeah. And then everyone but everyone's cool with uh uh what's another rape song? Baby uh, it's cold outside. Yeah, sure. People love yeah, that fucking song. <laughs> um but yeah, all the all the other stuff is is either hidden behind legal document um and we just don't have the time for it. Nah. We also went like two hours over our time at the MTV Music Awards. Fuck it was an artistic piece. Fuck MTV, um, dude. But Fuck the fucking man, you. 
The fucking man is always trying to censor us, aren't they? Yeah, typical men. Tip, typical men. Tip, typical, right? Typical, right? 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 I'm an ally. I hate men. <laughs> uh, so I think that that concludes the drama, right? I mean, it, it, we. Yeah, yeah. Look, we can't we can't get into any of the other. We can't address right now, everything that we did this year. Yeah. All right. Uh, and also, fuck all the OCs fans. Moving on to the next category, um, I think we should do the best album on our classic catches of 2022. Uh, our classic catches, if you guys didn't pick up on this, uh, are the episodes that we, that we release every Monday, um, where it's an album that either Ash feels is a classic or I feel is a classic, and we kind of debate... Uh, and, you know, sometimes it doesn't always work out that way, that uh, it's an album that we both absolutely fucking love, like one of the nominees that ended up on here, but for the most part, it is. So, for best album on our classic catches of 2022, first one is one of your nominees. Yes. Lost Art by Cloak and Dagger. We just talked about that episode, how we almost lost that motherfucker multiple different ways. But it was so cool. I I literally just found their page on Facebook, and I just sent a message. Yeah. Just being like, hey, love y'all stuff. Uh, you're really cool. And then I was like, you know, fuck it. I'm already messaging them. Hey, do you want to be on a podcast? We're going to talk about an album you did. And they and said they, yes. They fucking, they said yes. They, it's we insane. Like, two, like, two weeks later, we were talking to them about it, and that was super cool. And I love that fucking album. Uh, you're not so hot on it, but just the fact that we had uh, two of the guys there. Right. Uh, that was, makes it one of the best of the year, in my opinion. Yeah. I thought it was really fun. We got to flex some chops of or some of our interviewer chops. Uh, you got to be terrified the entire time, and uh, yep. I got to witness that. That was super fun. And, uh, yeah, man, I, I thought it was a... You know, to me, I, th- I think it opens up a lot of possibilities for us in the future of having bands on to talk about their record, um, maybe their breakout record or whatever. And uh, I think it deserves to be on the list. The next uh, nominee is one that you brought to the podcast as well, and it's yes. Vinny Vitty Vicious by The Hives, which ended yes. up being a amazing record that I'd never heard before. It is. It is both their breakout record and an underrated record in my opinion yeah because uh, all the big hits are on there hate to say it, i told you so um main offender yeah but all of the songs all of the songs on that record are gold and it's a great fucking uh punk record so and good i think you were quick to just parallel it to like oh this is just like the strokes the fucking, or the strokes, the vines, the vines. Or yeah, you and know? and because they they were kind of lumped in with all those bands when they were yeah. released back in the day, and I remember loving hate to say I told you so and hearing nothing else by them, but they dressed up like the strokes and the vines, and everyone talked about the hives, you know, like they all they they all sound the same, they were all kind of packaged the same way on uh, music you know channels and and reviewers and everything but holy shit i did not expect to love this album so much and it is a legit yeah. punk record and i felt like i missed out on 20 years of listening to this album it's man it's just a great fucking record I, it's their second record um which always uh, i always forget about yeah um 
And honestly, I'm not really sure about any of the stuff they released after that. Yeah, but I haven't heard much. Veni Vidi Vicious, I'd say, is one of my one of my favorite records of all time. If if like top three favorite punk records. And I think it deserves um, to be there for not just you, but for a lot of people. Um, I think it was a pretty incredible album. And it, did you say it was their debut album? It was their second. Their second album. Yeah, uh, but it was their breakout album. It, God damn, it's so good. The fact that more people aren't talking about Vinny Vidi Vicious, I think, is a huge, um, uh, 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 um, yeah, exactly. It's so our they third deserve nominee. it. Our third nominee is uh, one that I brought to the pot, I think, and I think it was because it was the twenty or fifteen year anniversary of this album when we I reviewed it. I believe it was the. 10 year anniversary no um it was some anniversary or another we had both this is one of the few albums on classic catches that we had both listened to a good amount of times before we brought it on yeah Um, and and we didn't know that we didn't know about each other's history with this band but it's uh it's some nights i stay up catching in my bad luck sometimes i feel a fella it is some nights by fun what a fucking awesome record and we both we were both like yeah yeah we'll do that record that's cool and I don't think either of us remembered just how good it is throughout the whole thing. Amazing, it's it's, it's an amazing it, album. I you know some of those, uh, it's like the first three to four songs I believe were all singles. Yeah, right? we carry had on. Nights, we had carry on. Yeah, we had um, uh, the fucking other one. Oh fuck, I can't remember now. But you're right. The first three or four songs are like straight up huge singles. Oh, some nights. Oh, there you go. Yeah. How did we not fucking remember that? Um, it's my light shining through the room. Yeah, um, and it being a loose concept album is an interesting way to experience it. Um, yeah, but there are just a lot of great songs on that one. It's consistent throughout. And I think I think I think it's a little controversial because I think people say after that fourth song, the rest of the record is trash. But it's but so, it's not. I feel so differently. Yeah, it really you know? isn't. Um, uh, admittedly, they did front load the record, but there's every song yes. on that album's great. And uh, and yeah, it was one of those uh, albums that like we didn't. Neither of us knew that the other had history with this record. Yeah, and uh, I don't think either of us expected to love it as much as we did going back to it after so much time. So that was a fun that was a fun album to talk about. And the last nominee for best album on our classic catches episode of this year uh, is Denzel Curry with "Melt My Eyes, See Your Future." I, wasn't this a fresh drop? It was it. No, no, no. It was gonna be a fresh drop, and we decided to hold off on it and release it as a classic catches because we wanted to sit down with this album. It was not a fresh drop. I remember having to postpone recording this album like three or four times because I was so fucking depressed. <laughs> uh, that's how it fucking goes. Sometimes. That's how it goes sometimes, man. The job I was working at was really getting to me, and uh, yeah. And we decided to hold off on this record to do it on the classic catches, and I'm really glad we did because it uh, was very impactful on me. I think this album was an album that I needed in 2022. From not just from Denzel, which I was like super ready for something else from him, but it was an album I needed in terms of like subject matter and the theme of the album, and it really the impacted thing, me. 
the whole thing melt my eyes see your future um is just kind of uh i guess being ignorant kind of shutting your eyes and and hoping things will get better i guess yeah um but straight up from from the get-go he's talking about you know the first real song on there is walking and he's talking about I'm not gonna I stop felt moving. Sessions is a real song. Come okay. on. Okay, you know what I mean, though. Boo. You know what I mean. I mean that Sessions is kind of an intro, uh, but Walking is just a. Uh, it's it it sets off this kind of theme of the whole album that it's just like, uh, pr- progress, and yeah. like I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna let anything stop me from moving forward, and uh, and that theme kind of permeates through the whole record, and. Um, and it's just it was one of those I needed to hear that at the time and uh, still listening to it to this day uh, it's one of my favorites of the year uh, well let's talk about what is the best of the year baby the winner of best album on classic catches this is not of 2022 this is of the uh, classic catches episode we did this year yes the winner of the best episode the best album on our classic catches show this year was Veni Vidi Vicious by The Hives and Let's fucking go I, baby. I think that uh that could be, you know, debatable, but I think this album surprised me so much from never really heard hearing that much from The Hives of how fucking amazing this album is. And I think it kind of solidified how strongly you love the album, having to go back and listen to it this way. Yeah. I mean, I've been listening to it a lot, uh never in a kind of critic sense exactly but gosh this thing is bridled with uh just energy and catchy tunes great riffs genuine punk moments um and it's just fucking fantastic work through and through yep i Uh, agree and i think it deserves to win man as much as uh the impact that melt my eyes had on me um as much uh as some nice is just an incredible record as well and as much as Lost Art was just a really special episode to us, I think Vinny Vidivich is still deserved to be picked as the best album that we listened to on Classic Catches. And we did have an honorable mention with Matt Embry's 2019, uh, which was an EP. So I good. Get, no, kind of an album? Kind of an album. I think it's seven just songs. Just a short album. Yeah, I think it's it's seven songs. Uh, the singer of Arx Band is Matt Embry, my favorite singer, my favorite band. Uh, and it's a very strong record by Matt Embry and, and uh, yeah, could have could have easily made it onto the list, but we had to narrow it down. Yeah. Um, and we'll go from that to, I guess we didn't have a worst albums on Classic Catches. Just overall worst albums of the year. <laughs> yeah. It was like, we'll, we'll just go from that to the worst album of 2022. Yeah. Um, which you might, you might have a couple guesses. Uh, we might have a little uh, left hook for you. Yeah, uh, I think, uh, you know, the honorable mentions, we can just get those out of the way. Worst album of the year. Yep. Uh, worst, the honorable mentions, Crisis of Faith, Billy Talent, you've heard it before. It's not that it's just it hurts the ears or anything. It's not that it's just... It's just boring. It's just it's so just boring. boring. And we it's both just used to... unimaginative. It's uninspired. And we both used to love Billy Talent back in the day, too. So it was just such a bummer. Yeah. Um, and I think that's it for the honorable mention. No, there's one more. Oh. 
that was my nominee. Uh, we seem to high, extremely disagree on this record, but it was our last episode of 2022. We wanted to do a Christmas album, so for some reason, Ash brought this record into the show. It is uh, what a fucking Vinny LaGuardia, Vincent LaGuardia. Uh, uh, you're talking about Vincent LaGuardia Gambini sings for you? Yeah, yeah. Did you not like that album? You know what? Maybe you need to go back and listen to that episode again because uh, I don't know if you were in a fever dream at the time, but I absolutely I, fucking hated this record. I could have sworn we both gave it like a 10 out of 10. I don't think anyone ever needs to hear Joe Pesci rap, and especially if they do ever hear him rap, no one needs to hear it happen again. And you made me listen to that rap at least once. Actually, I only listened to that album once. But it was terrible. Don't listen to that album. Uh, but who were the nominees for Worst Album of 2022, Ash The worst album of 2022 nominees. Ashington. Straight at you. Denzel Ashington. <laughs> don't, please don't say my full name. Oh, my bad. Yeah, yeah. you hate you hate all my Ashington. Ashington, yeah. Yeah. Uh, is A Foul Form by the OCs. We've talked about it plenty of times before. Hated it. Just did not enjoy it. Big fan of the OCs, not a yes. fan of this album. No. Thought it was a bit half-baked. Uh, uh, I fucking got Salmonella is, from this fucking album, how, how barely baked it was. In the Wild by the Interrupters, just another... Uh, most of these are just disappointing. Yeah. Just disappointing, because we were really excited to see how Ska had evolved, especially Ska in the mainstream, what the Interrupters had been doing if they have been developing their sound. Turns out, they have not. It's all just the same shit. It's the shit. same bullshit. It's been for 30 goddamn years. Um, yeah, Interrupters, very disappointing. Uh, and I think it was more disappointing because we were both, like you said, very excited for it. So yeah, uh, that's that was a bummer, yeah. I, we hardly talked about that album on the episode. Fuck that album. It was boring as hell. Uh, third nominee, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, Butterfly 3001. I already mentioned that. Most anticipated album. Uh, just did not meet even close to the hopes that we had for it. Yeah, not even close. And then our fourth nominee, our first time mentioning this one, Oliver Tree with Cowboy Tears. What a shit record that was. It, it's... Uh, I just equate it to a Sugar Ray record. If it was a Sugar Ray record, I would have loved it. Um, I didn't. I didn't hate this one nearly as much as you did. No, uh, unfortunately, you didn't. But um, it is up here. It was upsetting. Um, it was an upsetting it album. It upset me. It upsets me even more that I know how popular this dude is and how much money he's making. Uh, yes. For some of the most milk toast, run of the mill boring ass you've heard this song a million fucking times pop songs that he wrote on this record but did he win worst album of 2022 surprisingly no let's see worst album released in 2022 sir a foul form by the OCs if we did not instill their ire enough into us than we have now. We will probably get kicked out of any OC's concert we go to from now on. Dude, they're probably going to fucking like downvote us to oblivion in YouTube and we'll be banned from the fucking platform eventually. But fuck, they're going to report us. Fuck this album. Uh, it was terrible. I think from a subjective standpoint, obviously, we hated it. Uh, 
apparently there is a lot of people who see something in this record that we did not, uh, and they did not hesitate to let us know. It would have been a lot easier if we if I did see what they saw in it. It would have been a yeah. much easier record. Even their explanations uh, didn't make sense to me. Like, the explanations of why this album is amazing. It You, you are grasping at straws, my dudes. There were even... Uh, I remember one comment gave us, like, three or four bands that... was like, these are the kind of bands they were heavily inspired by. Um, and I didn't recognize any of those names. And no. I checked them out. And I was like, still, like, Foul Form is still kind of a... I don't know. Kind of not good. No, it's not good. Uh, what's weird is that it's one of those albums that um, music critics are going to love. Because it's not good. And music critics love shit albums. Uh, because they're so used to hearing shit that sounds like a thousand other things every single day of their lives. And when they finally hear something that sounds different, they like it right off the bat. I liken sure. it to chefs who cook amazing food, eat amazing food all the time. But the moment that someone cooks them fucking, you know, chicken balls, like, testicles, like, fucking, oh, these are octopus testicles, uh, you know, pureed into a fucking squid ink uh, pasta with whatever, whatever. It's so fucking weird and off the wall and different that it's new to their palate and they love it just because of that. Because it challenges them. Because it's something that they don't normally have. And it's so rare to get something like this. So... I think all the people that love to follow form are just like any other music critic like Anthony Fantano who we almost never see eye to eye me and that guy and uh, and just like a chef or a tattooer like tattooers love shitty tattoos because they don't see enough shitty tattoos in their lives they see nothing but great tattoos and after a while great tattoos start to all look the same after a while great music starts to all kind of bore you if all you have to do is listen to music you want to hear something different, something that will challenge you, and I think that's what a file form did. So I could see the appeal to it uh, from some people, but uh, fuck this album, I hated it. And from that, we're going, we're ending off on a high note, baby. This is the best new album released in 2022 that we've talked on the, about on the podcast. You know what, Ash, I'm going to suggest a different thing. Okay. And I'm going to pour myself a second drink. All right. Go ahead and just fuck me over again. Yeah. Well, you never asked me. So. Are you going to suggest the anticipated album? Yes. Well, I think that's bef- a dumb idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I thought of it. Our best, most anticipated album. Okay. Okay. Slow down. Slow down, dude. First of all, <laughs> I think we just need to save the best, our favorite album of the year for last. Uh, and yeah, we talk about our, you know, just as a kind of interim thing. It's not a category. It's not like a, an award or anything. It's just what are the albums that me and you are both most looking forward to coming out in 2023? This year. This year. And I'm going to let you go first because you only have one. I only have one. Uh, we only had one each last year. That's and true. And honestly, true. from the the lists that I saw... um. I didn't. I didn't see too much. I, I Me neither, dude. Like, what the my, fuck is that about? I I blame my own ignorance of music. Well, yeah. Um, there's a bunch of shit I'm, I've never heard of that's coming out next year. But that doesn't mean. Uh, I guess you're right. It's just there was nothing that I know that's coming out. There was very little that I know of the band that's coming out next year that I was excited about. And there are a lot of bands that are active right now um, that could 
feasibly be releasing something this year. Um, but the only one that I'm excited for... We looked up a ton uh, of lists, right? And like, that I know about. That things that have been announced that are coming yes. out. Yeah. Uh, we, we could talk about fucking theories, and we will for, for yours. Yeah. Um, but mine is uh, Paramore's This Is Why. There's already a single out for this one. There's yeah. already been a little hype, I believe. The music video for the single is out. Yep. Um, it sounded pretty good. I'm wondering what the entire record is going to sound like. Um, yeah, you know, I never listened to Paramore before. I couldn't name one Paramore song. But uh, I'm excited to listen to this album. I think it comes out in February or maybe later on in Jan. I can't remember. Something like that. Yeah. Um, they Their last album uh, was called After Laughter. It was a very very poppy record with very depressing lyrics um okay and i fucking loved it and it's a far cry from their original kind of like emo rock days sure um but we'll see we'll see what they're doing with this one it seems like they might be going back in a little more of a hard rock direction but but we'll fucking see that's that's to be anticipated what do you want it to be i want it to be the amazing and the best thing that i've ever heard i wanted to be riot again is that their first album or what that's like their breakthrough i don't know okay it's like at at this point i'm not expecting anything just come out with something and i hope it's good man cool i'm gonna take it as it is well I'm, i'm looking forward to hearing it especially not having really heard much by paramore somehow i fucking was able to avoid them for 25 years that's a shame um yeah it might be uh, one of my most anticipated records of next year or this year, which honestly is like I'm not super anticipating it, but is I'm just again it was fucking slim pickings for us because everything that's been announced there's a lot that I don't know or don't care about, but this one I'm looking forward to and we've mentioned this band several times already in this episode so obviously we're fans of them but uh, Gorillas have a new album coming out in 2023 and I'm I'm looking forward to hearing it for sure. Cracker Island. Cracker um, Island, weird name. And it's. They released a single earlier in 2022 called Cracker Island, I believe, and I think that had uh, Thundercat on it. Right. And it's a very, it's a pretty catchy song. Like, I really okay. like it. Okay. Um, That's your preview. Okay. Song. <laughs> and we'll see if the album holds up to that. I might take that off my list of most anticipated albums if that's what it sounds like. Uh, my my second anticipated album for next year. This is one that uh, I'm anticipating. I'm excited for it because of what the extras might be on it. But it's a uh, Green Day's Nimrod is the fucking 25 year anniversary of Nimrod, which is fucking <sighs> existential. That just that thought gave me a fucking white pubic hair. It gave you a hernia. Yeah, I I have like hemorrhoids now. Or whatever. I have I have an enlarged prostate because Nimrod just turned twenty five. <laughs> uh, but you're excited for maybe some demos, maybe some, some songs that didn't make it on yeah, the album. Because it is by far uh, not even close my favorite fucking Green Day record of all time. And uh, it's so good, man. I love that album and it's uh, despite feeling old as fuck that it's a twenty five year anniversary. I can't believe I was ten years old when that album came out. Uh, that doesn't sound right, but I guess it. I guess I was. Uh, I was definitely listening to it from the moment it came out. Um, I love that record, man, and I'm excited to see what extras come on it. So that'd be cool. Uh, and 
some things two I only listed one but two bands or acts that I want to see come out with something next year the first one's Beck I feel like it's been two years three years since we got a Beck record and I love everything by Beck so I'd love for him to release something new this year sure you know I don't I don't think you listened to the the last record I did Hyper Story or not Hyper Story what is it Hyper something uh is it Hyper well, Story in case you did I don't know. Well, I don't keep up. With I liked that, it. Really, I liked it. I thought it was a continuation of Colors. By Colors was kind of like a super poppy record by Beck, and then Hyper Whatever was uh, a continuation of the poppiness. But he kind of um, incorporated some more of like his hip hop stuff in there, and and it was really good. But I want to hear more like Sea Change era Beck. Like I want to hear something really moody and uh, and beautiful. And I think Sea Change is probably my favorite Beck album. So I want to hear more of that from him. And the second band I want to hear something from next year is Idols, because I feel like uh, they're due for something as well. You did not put that on the list initially. That's the first I'm hearing that. I know, I know. I, I just thought of it. I was like, who who has it been a while for that they haven't released something? I'm like, oh, yeah, we talked about Idols in like 2021, I think. So it's been almost two years now. Bad Crawler. Ah, oh, fucking amazing. I would love I, I would love to get something new from them. Is there any band that you could think of like a bucket list you'd get something new from them this year? Um I feel like it'd be too early to ask for another turnstile. I, I knew you were going to talk yeah, I knew you were going to mention turnstile. It, it is too soon. We we got to we got to like glow on fucking like get old and it's not old yet. Yeah, no, and that's that's you know, that's fine. I'm not I'm not rushing for it. Um, if we're talking other fucking modern bands that I listen to, I mean, always looking forward to King Gizzard, whatever they're putting out. Yeah, I've listened to their last few releases, man. I'm not a huge fan of what they're putting out right now. Yeah, like the last five or six records, which is an insane thing to say. Um, I do appreciate all the work they put into their music. Yeah, it can't be their last five or six. Like, no. Um, but like, I thought Changes was pretty good. I didn't, I didn't know so much about fucking uh you call since omnium gatherum it's kind of been a little spot it's been spotty yeah that that album in general was kind of spotty for me um yeah. yeah it's been kind of hit or miss and king gizzards they became one of my favorite bands of all time so uh i have total faith that they're gonna that you know they're gonna release something amazing again but the last few things have been kind of a bummer for me um but anything else king is turnstile um, fuck, man. Fuck, man. I don't know. <laughs> Bucket List, who would release an album, even if they haven't um, released something in so long. I think it'd be long. cool if Fun released another record. Yes, dude, for sure. Um, Cloak Dagger released a couple singles this year. Okay. Um, I'd like to see what a full record would be. I don't think they even plan on doing that, though. Mm, okay. Uh, from the vibe of, of us getting that particular space in the interview. Sure. Um, fucking, dude. Bucket. I don't know. Like all my favorite bands, um, my favorite bands of all time. Uh, well, Rush. It, They're done. Rest in right? peace, Neil. Like that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, Mars Volta. It's like they did it. I don't know. I don't know if I'm so excited to hear another iteration of whatever the. Fuck Especially less is. than a year later, uh, I wouldn't want to hear anything from no. them. Yeah. Um, Mute Math has since been reduced to like one of the original members. Ooh, that's not good. Um, which I think is rough cuz that was a that was a band that was kind of like 
they were really a band, you know? And yeah. They, they, I loved their fucking style, but really I have not good. checked them out since um, uh, Play Parade or uh, Death Parade or fucking whatever. Mm. Um, and my dad. <laughs> I hope my dad releases an album this year. <laughs> All right, I dig it. Yeah, I think Beck and Idols are definitely top of my list this year for new albums. But um, it would be pretty fucking sick if... Uh, who was I thinking of? Um, oh, I just had it. I'm two drink. I'm, I'm a drink and a half in, and I can't remember now. Uh, I've... It, it would be really cool if 21 Pilots released a new album that made up for their last album. Okay. Okay. Because uh, their last album was fucking Garbo. Ooh. And it's about time. I think it's about time they release something. And uh, and it's about time they release something good, too, man. Because they were so good when they came out. Like, they were so original. They, they were I, kind of like Flowbots. Like, like Flowbots if, if they were way better. I, I was always a defender of fucking 21 Pilots. I love Vessel. They're one of those bands that like people give trench. give shit for, right? 21 Pilots is almost like uh, not a nip, Nickelback like level of like people give you shit for liking them, but it is kind of like to to say that well, 21 Pilots is one of your favorite bands, I think a lot of people would automatically give you shit for that, which I don't I think, think is um merited. I don't think there's merit to that cuz they were they were really fucking good. I I think the main thing they got is that they were like kind of an emo band in a way and a lot Whatever. of people said they're they're like fake deep and they're like just like too artsy fartsy or like kind of up their own ass are they kind of like i'm 14 is, and this is deep subreddit type of thing i i don't i didn't think they did that until this newest record oh, um, okay i thought vessel was a fantastic record i thought blurry face was great i thought trench they were going to great new places hmm. um though it was like I think their ultimate downfall is that they're starting to get into, like, lore. You know? Ooh, that's not good. Yeah. Ooh. Where it's, like, the music videos have, like, secret messages and ARGs Ooh. and, like... Yeah. Not good, not good, not good. Leave it to Coheed and Cambria. Yeah, right? exactly. Just let like, them do it. No one else needs to do it, all Yeah, right? which is one of the main reasons why, like, I haven't listened to Coheed in so long, because I'm just like, dude, I don't want to... I don't want homework to listen to music. <laughs> like, I... <laughs> like... I don't want to. I don't want all that. So, and I, I completely recognize that Coheed's weirdly built themselves to be this incredible band. Uh, I say weirdly because of like where they started. I, I it's just so weird to see where they've ended up. Um, you know, Metallica's coming out with something new this this year, but I really don't give a fuck. Right? It's just gonna be a fucking hour and a half of fucking metal bullshit I'm, I don't know have you heard the single I, I don't have the attention span for that I can't do that anymore have you heard the single no apparently they're going back to like well you know I don't know I've heard oh, they're I'm, going back to their thrasher days yeah that's what they fucking say with every fucking they've been album. doing that for 20 I'm years I'm sick of it I'm sick of it alright they did hardwired whoa it's thrash and then every other fucking song just metallic hardwired to self destruct no what I was saying was That's that apparently one. they're going back to Saint Anger production? <laughs> that the homeboy's snare sounds a lot like Saint Anger, and I've I've only heard a few people say that, but I'm like, if that's the case, holy fuck, dude! Why? why that's a you, horrible, horrible choice. That is like infamously one of the worst produced albums of all time. Yeah, but also infamously, some one of Metallica's worst records is one of my favorites by them, and it's Reload. So. What are you going to do? The heart wants what it wants, Ash. (laughs) 
whatever. <laughs> Let's go on to our last fucking the la- Hey, hey. Salute. Hey. Salute to you. Salute. Salute, Salute to, to the fucking viewers, to the music. Thank you to, to the fucking yes. heart. To the mind. <laughs> to the bulls. To the balls. Yeah. To the galls. To the cooch. To the to the boot. <laughs> to the booch. Thank you to uh, people who are still making music. Thank you to That's people. That's real nice. Yeah, thank you to people who uh, want to listen to two random ass people talk about music, and thank you to you, Ash, for sticking with it. You know what I mean? For just. I don't know, man. It takes this as fun as this show is. It takes a lot of fucking effort, and it takes a lot of time. Yeah, more than we people don't have would any think. Fucking editors. We're not doing this. Like we're clearly not doing this because we have ten thousand people downloading every episode. We're doing this because we want to, and because we care, and we have fun doing it. And I think it's, uh, you know, I don't know, man. I don't know how many people would stick to a creative project for two years and not see quote unquote. Uh, results from it, you know? You know? And that's fine. We came into this thing. We never expected to blow up or anything. This was self-serving from day one. Yeah. And it's kind of like every band I've been in where I want to write music that I want to listen to. I feel like there's no podcast out there that is doing what what we're doing because what we're doing is exactly what I want to listen to. I'm our number one fucking fan. That's fucking true. That like, is true. No doubt. I listen to our podcast as much as I listen to any other podcast. And it's the same as Mortalis. It's the same as my band in high school, Super Group Boys. My band in, in college, People Look Like Flowers. We, I wrote music with people. It was always a collaboration, right? And it was always, I collaborated with people to do something that I wanted to hear. It wasn't yeah. about, you know, like, oh man, this thing's super popular right now. Let's, let's go fucking play that because whatever. It was like... I was doing it 100% for me, and if there was someone else there with me, then I'm doing it for us. And that's what this show has has been the whole time. And and it's uh and like we said, like 2022 was kind of a rocky year. Like you moved, we both dealt with very personal things throughout the year. Yeah. A lot of changes throughout the year. Um hardships, you know, and this show was always something that I went back to. And like this is always something to do. This is always something to look forward to. Uh, it was always a way for us to get together every week. Dude, what a great excuse that, to we, hang out. Yeah, we otherwise, you know? like, you know, you, you, like, obviously with your friends, you want to keep in touch with them. You want to keep in contact. Um, but Easier just, said than done, man. Yeah. Um, and so we kind of use this responsibility that we have to kind of get together every week and you are you know by far the person i've kind of kept in contact with most of mortales or even in austin right um and it's because of this fucking podcast yeah. that's it you know yeah and this is the reason why i started another podcast with another friend so i'm just like yes. dude i want to talk to you more often yes. like i want to hang out with you more often and it really is a great excuse to like have a reason to get together as weird as it is. Like some people need a reason to do it, but I love that like throughout the year, like me and you have fucking nerded out on wrestling and watch wrestling together, like online. Like we don't live in the same city and I probably hang out and talk to you 
more than any other friend, <laughs> even <laughs> friends that I have in San Diego, you know, like, and yeah. I think it's amazing, man. I think like we've seen each other, like we've both gone through so much shit this year, you know what I mean? And it's, uh, it's cool to be able to come out the other end and go like, wow, another year in our pocket, another year in the books and the good and the bad. It's like, I love going into 2023 with like this new fresh energy and perspective and we're going to be trying new shit this year Yeah, and we're keeping it fresh for each other and for ourselves. And I think it's, uh, you know, if anything, I think we talked about this last year too, uh, in the award show where it's just like, dude, start a podcast with your friend. <laughs> like, yes, it's that the is, best. That's our main, that's my fucking main message. Is yeah. Like, not even just start a podcast, but like start a fucking podcast. If you've ever thought about it and you're just like thinking about it, like every once in a while it comes back like, Oh yeah, I wanted to do a pocket. Just fucking do it. Just do it, man. Just even as an excuse just to hang out and just any creative project, you know, cause the worst thing that you could do creatively is fucking nothing. Yeah, I mean, literally the word create, you know, like, just create something with a friend. You'll, and, you'll and realize like, the, the connection that you get from that. We we obviously, like, we understand our position here. It's not like we're, like, really creating any art or anything by, by being music critics or anything like that. No. But just, just having this little room where we can, where I can get your perspective on stuff, vice versa, and we could even potentially talk to random people we would never talk to. Right. Just because of this one thing, like people in the comments, uh, friends who have like Andres like messages you about the podcast, I think all the like, time. Pretty often. All the time. You know what's funny is that like Andres is the only one that really actively like reaches out about the podcast or, or will comment on it to me. But yeah. when I ever t- anytime I mention it in groups of other friends and everything, they're all listening. And, and it's really cool, man. And, uh, yeah, we're just like fucking art critics. Like we're the assholes that critique art (laughs) and (laughs) and we're just, But I mean, we've thrown our fucking ring in the, in the fucking, we, we've thrown our hat in the ring a couple times. Haven't we, we have music out there. Oh yeah. We've released in fucking mortales. I've released solo stuff. It's not like we aren't, you know, just trying to do it our fucking selves. Yeah. Um, we we understand kind of what goes into music. You know, we understand the fucking struggles, even if not in a big budget and not in a fucking studio. You know, no. like fucking Ed Sheeran or anything like that. Um, but like a Joe Jash, Joe Jass. Yeah, like a Joe Jass. Like a David Beck. You know, yeah, two 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 albums that we talked about this year that were really cool. That were you know up and coming artists that we got to kind of collaborate with but also just trusted us to listen to their albums and, and give our opinion and, and be very honest and everything it's it's a it's a really unique opportunity having this podcast and it's uh yeah man and it's just super cool like again I can't imagine what was it almost three years ago almost three years ago but I, I'd say about two years ago where me and you got ditched for a D&D session. A D&D session. <laughs> and then yeah. we decided, you know what? Let's make a fucking podcast. Because we started talking about some bullshit. Ended up talking for over two hours about it. And we we're just like, dude, let's record this. Yeah. And that's it. And you know? Easy as that's that. Like, it's like a fucking meme, you know? Where it's like two people talking for an hour. Like, yo, we should record a podcast. But whatever. 
fucking whatever. Just do We're it, man. We're having so much fucking... We love doing it. Yeah. It's... We've gotten, like... We have no monetization from it. No. We have barely any viewers, but it's just still something that's very fulfilling, you know, yeah. for me and, I think, and for you. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, we get so much out of it and it makes it really, really fun. Like it forces us to listen to any new music, you know, like that's if, right. And music was something I felt like I was missing in my life for such a long time, even as a musician. So the albums of the day thing to me was just practice for this. You know, and yeah. Uh, yeah, man. So it's it's like for, sometimes forcing yourself to do something um, can be one of the best decisions you make because we have to listen to these albums. If we say, OK, next time we record, we're going to talk about fucking whatever. It's like we have to listen to it. We don't yeah, have a choice. I, we've 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 never we've never skimped out on it. No, as I far as think. I can remember, no. there, there's never been a time where I'm like. Uh, I don't know. I'm not feeling it. And if there is, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll obviously talk to each other. But it's not like we've ever come in like, oh, yeah, like I didn't listen to that shit. We could just. No. Yeah, I don't know. No. It's like no. a fucking responsibility. It's know? almost like a responsibility to each other, right? <laughs> like, yeah. we don't want to like, disappoint each other. Yeah. And, and that's another thing that fuels this fucking podcast is like, if you bring something in or you're excited about an album that's coming out. I'll get much more incentive to like care about it and to like yeah. look in depth with it, find what you love about it. Yeah. You know? And how much have we learned about each other and gotten to know each other through this process too? Yeah. It's huge. I, th- I think it's like second to none, you know, like I, I don't, I haven't shared this experience with anyone else. Uh, you know, I don't know if you can hear Bo drinking water. I can, yeah. I'm okay, glad good. he's here. Yeah, I'm glad he's not ruining the moment right now at all. But with that said, a little ASMR. to the soundtrack of Bo Drinking Water, hey. salute to you. Salute. Fucking cheers, my friend. To the Gabagool herself. <laughs> to my Baba Ganoush, to my baby <laughs> fucking whale over there. There you go. Baby Beluga. <laughs> my baby Beluga. There you go. Kick, killing it in California while I'm in Washington. Yeah, um, I obviously have a better situation. But uh, with all that said and with all the bullshit out of the way, Ash, what's the last category? Last category is Best New Album of 2022. Ooh. These are the albums that came out this year mm-hmm. that we talked about on the podcast. They're plenty of albums that we didn't talk about yeah. that would probably make a list like this but this is this is our podcast it's centered around the podcast it only makes sense it's so about us about shit yeah we talked about on the podcast yeah yeah and these are like you said all albums that came out this year whether we did whether we covered them on a fresh drop or a classic catch uh, most of these are for fresh drops for sure but uh yes. yeah i think uh this is an exciting category and honestly like a lot of the new music we heard this year was some of our favorite music that we heard this year, right? No, for sure, for right. sure. And we're going to fucking get into it. Uh, we have one honorable mention. Which is? Uh, that was so close to making it So in, fucking it close, man. Red Balloon by Tank and the Bangas. Um, You've already heard us gush about this fucking album. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's a, just a great fucking diverse album. Um, by a group that I've been following since 
uh, their fucking tiny desk days. Yeah. You know? Such an awesome, cute performance on Tiny Desk yeah. Concert. Um, but these other four albums, uh, you might guess what they fucking are. <laughs> Except one, because we haven't even mentioned one of them. And that's for uh, that's kind of for a little reason, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it is. Um, it's probably my fault more than anything else. <laughs> but the first album on our uh, best album, best new album of 2022, is The Forever Story by Jid, J-I-D. Yeah. Uh, we have not released this episode yet. Not yet. It is uh, going to be out probably in a couple weeks from the release of this episode. Um, yeah. I believe we took three weeks or so listening yeah. to this record just just from circumstance not because we were like a kendrick lamar situation mm. where it was like no nah, this thing is beefy we gotta like take some time i'm pretty sure i mentioned it at least once on the episode of the forever story where i was intimidated to talk about this album yeah 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 it's an intimidating album because uh jid it's a very it's a wordy album yeah and it's like He's a great storyteller. He's very introspective. Yeah. He's very raw with kind of his situation and his emotions. Um, and this is a... I don't know if it's a sequel to The Never Story exactly. It um, might be a spiritual sequel. Because The Forever Story by J.I.D. was essentially a concept record. Right? Yeah. It's, uh, it's talking about... His upbringing, his history, his family, uh, what made him who he is at this point yeah. is what the record was about. So the Never Story, I feel like, is almost about like his current state, his current position in life. And the Forever Story is like, I think I understand the, the, the title of the album because the Forever Story is almost just like, it doesn't matter what you do, your family and your history is always going to be a part of your story. Right, yeah. so I feel like that's what the Forever Story was about, and I think it was a very personal record to him, uh, and uh, to me, just from aesthetically and from a, a, a fan of music and having hip hop be my favorite genre of music, uh, it's a fucking incredible album. It's an amazing record. Uh, it's amazing. It's fantastic beats, very diverse, very interesting. Um, it's a bit long. You know, it is. Yeah, it's long and it's wordy. You might get lost. And it had a couple songs I didn't like. Sure. You know, um, it can be an amazing record and still have a couple songs that I'm not a huge fan of. He has a very clear voice, um, and it's very easy to kind of follow along with his words if you're paying attention. Um, he has a couple. He's got a couple features on there. I I think there wasn't a bad song on the record. Um, there were a couple. There was like one flyover or two. Um, but God, such great fucking songs, uh, beautiful fucking songs on there. A much better singer than you would think. Yeah, dude. Jandy can fucking, he's got some, some pipes. He's got some pipes. Yeah. He's got some golden fucking pipes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, as amazing as that, as that album is, there's three other ones that we put right up there with it. And I would say the next nominee is right there with it. And it's an album that has been mentioned so many times. Already on the show, it is Melt My Eyes, See Your Future by Denzel Curry. I, I don't know what else yes. we can say about this record, honestly. I, I mean, it's just... It's it's just fucking great. And you know what? I don't. <laughs> it's not even the last fucking step in this dude's career. No, I, I, I honestly expect his next album to be better. Yeah, 
Yeah. He's just going to go a fucking above and beyond. I've been saying since the first time I heard Denzel Curry. You've been talking to me um, about this dude for years before I even listened to him. Years. Um, I think the first time I, I found out about him was from that song, Ultimate. Oh, uh, so good! Kind of a meme, right? Kind of a meme. Is it? I am the one, the one, your son, don't need to uh, respect up on the streets. Yeah. Yeah. So good, um, dude. But, like, he's always been there. Won you over with the uh, Rage Against the Machine cover, oh Bulls on Parade. That's what got me to listen to him, man, because it's you and a friend. I got to shout out uh, Fernando. Fern has been recommending Denzel Curry to me since I met him in, like, 2016, 2017 or something. Yeah. And I was like, whatever. Like, he played him for me one time, and I wasn't into that super hype hip-hop at the time because I'm pretty sure it was, like, Ultimate Era Denzel stuff, and it was just, like, 2016, 2017. And, yeah, man, I totally dismissed it. I mean, you mentioned Denzel Curry again to me, and you do not come off as, like, a huge hip-hop head to me. So when you recommended Denzel also, I was like, okay, there's something in the there's something here with this guy. Yeah. And then and I then heard that listened. fucking Bulls on Parade cover and holy goddamn shit. That you changed that? my whole perspective. We fucking listened to the Denzel Curry Kenny Beats record. Unlocked. Fucking Unlocked, awesome. Unlocked. Yeah. Which was a great, my favorite Kenny Beats record. Um, Over Louie? Ah, uh, fuck. I mean. I guess, I guess it is Over Louie. It has to be because Denzel is the perfect guy to with Kenny Denzel and Kenny are just like Denzel and T-Pain. Like, maybe yeah. Denzel just fucking blends with everyone, you know? Denzel's just cool, dude. God damn it. That's, I want to know play. him, man. He seems cool as I fuck. Know. He's I hilarious, know. and he's cool, and he's tough, and he's fucking vulnerable. I'm just like, Kenny's, or, uh, Denzel's got it all, dude. He's a great dude. Um, but, you know who else is a great dude at making fucking beats? Is Kenny B speaking? Louie speaking, speaking of, of the fucking collaboration. Yeah, he's definitely Louie has to be a nomination for best album of the year. Like, has to be. It's, you know, I don't think anyone expected this from Kenny. Um, I think you're I don't right. think anyone expected first off an all instrumental album, right? Right. To be using the vocals of all these rappers that he's worked with, Slow Tie, uh, JPEG Mafia, uh, Vince Staples. Yep, JPEG. JPEG. Yep, yep. Um, And use it in the way he did, but he fucking did. If you want to talk about the complete 180 opposite of Crisis of Faith by Billy Talent, which we mentioned multiple times, had no inspiration, felt like they didn't give a fuck, Louie felt so important to Kenny Beats, and that came across so, so much in, in the the result the the final product of that album yeah it's it felt inspired it felt uh it felt like it meant a lot to him and it felt it almost felt like you know if it wasn't for the reason why he wrote it which was you know as a tribute to his dad it almost felt like it was kenny proving himself to the world you know what i mean sure well i um i read in an interview that before he was like you know people were kind of asking me like you're gonna make a solo record you're gonna do something yourself and he was saying, I like, don't why know would what I, I would do. Yeah, like, yeah, why why would, why would he do that? Um, but then he got that inspiration from his dad. Yeah. Um, kind of getting diagnosed with cancer, I believe. Yeah, I think it was pancreatic cancer, if I remember. Um, and that, that was kind of the medium to 
inspire this album. And yeah. it's it's not a it, it doesn't it's not it has it's not like it has a particular message or anything. Um, yeah, there's no you lyrics. Kind of, <laughs> you can kind of hear these vibes, these like bittersweet vibes throughout the whole record. Yeah. Um, and it's just a it's just a great fucking listen. Uh, yeah. Listen to it if you haven't. Yeah, for sure. There's even a moment in there. I wish I could remember the song title. That it starts to get kind of world music, and there's a ton of percussion in the in the music of this one track on on that record. And uh, listening to it and knowing why he started writing the album, to me, that track makes me feel like uh, the moment that they found out about the the uh, diagnosis. It, it feels like a chaotic moment. Like it feels like a moment that it's like your brain is going a thousand miles a minute, and uh, that's what that song kind of like. I get that feeling from that song, and it helps to know why he wrote the album. So even then, I mean, this is literally a song of just beats, right? And, and they're beautiful beats, but it's it's beats. And when you you get a vibe and a feeling from the music that without knowing why he wrote it and knowing what the inspiration was for the album, you still get this feeling from it. You're like, there's something personal about this music. And then you find out why he wrote the album and you're like, this just, it makes it all make sense. And it makes you respect it that much more. Um, and our last nominee for best new album of 2022, you've been you've been fighting tooth and nail for this album the whole time. I've been, cr- yeah. Uh, these these motherfuckers better send me a goddamn gift basket. It is Cave World by Viagra Boys. Mm-hmm. It's not like I didn't like the record at all. During the episode, you can see that I'm very enthusiastic oh, about the record too. We loved it, yeah. Um, and the, the, you know, listening to it again, just a, just a really cool, punky, but not exactly punk record. It's almost like how talking heads are like punk, quote unquote, you know, sure. it's, it's yeah. kind of that type of punk where it's a uh, tongue in cheek. Um, clearly they're not taking themselves that seriously. Right. Yeah. Um, but man, it's a, uh, it has this certain it's got so much attitude to it. And, uh, you know, clearly the the singer of Viagra Boys, and I wish I had his name. Goddamn, Bo, make more noise. He's excited. Get out of here. He likes this band. Why are you huffing and puffing? Get him on screen. Get him on oh, camera, God. baby. I, That's the fucking money maker right there, I don't baby. feel like lifting 40 pounds. Bo, okay, you need to calm down. You need to stop. We need to end this episode soon. Is is what is what Bo's getting at. All right. Well, but uh, but Cave World Viagra Boys, I felt like um, where Idols had kind of uh, you know, Idols released something in twenty twenty one that we really really loved. I needed something like that, and oh my god, and Viagra <laughs> Boys like fucking brought it and brought even more uh fun. And playfulness to it, where Idols was super fucking heavy with their shit. Like, they were like, that was a dark record crawler. I think Viagra Boys was like, what if Idols wrote a, and obviously this is like a really crude comparison, but it's like, what if Idols wrote a fun record? And they're talking about some really heavy shit, too. And I, and I think that's what Cave World was for me. Yeah, and it's an album that's just, it goes back a lot to just cavemen. 
and being a fucking monkey and how yeah. we've developed as human beings. The closing track, Return to Monk. Return to Monk. Yeah, I love it. Um, I'm just a troglodyte. Just a troglodyte. Uh, but what is our number one best new album of 2022? Bo's doing the loudest things right now. He's chugging water. He's huffing and puffing. He's fucking he's click, excited. He's, he's click clacking all over the goddamn wood floor. Lay down. Don't huff at me, you fucking. The most the the hyperest goddamn fourteen year old bassin out in the fucking world. <laughs> I'm blessed. I'm blessed to have him. Um, okay, you want me to say that the winner? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, clearly these four albums we fucking absolutely loved, but uh, the winner, man, and I think it's for multiple reasons. It comes, uh, it's for the production, it's for the art direction of the album, it's for the concept of the album a little bit, the message, the message, and it's for how much we just love this dude. Spoiler alert. It is Melt My Eyes, See Your Future by Denzel Curry. I think we both came into this record as already big fans of his. I became a huge fan of his after this album. I This album kind of solidified, you know, this album and his discography in general. Uh, but especially this record kind of pushed him over the edge into being one of my top probably five MCs. One of my f- top five favorites. And uh, and this album came to me in a, in a time in my life where I needed it the most. And that's another huge reason why this is uh, yeah. my best album of 2022. Yeah. I I kind of feel similar ways. I was uh, I, I was going through stuff on my own as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were both kind of in a rough spot at the time. We were, man. But I was the one that kept fucking rescheduling. I mean, you, I've, you were, I've done it plenty of times. Yeah, I, I mean, I know, but no it's just like, you were the one that was like, I was the one that kept being like, hey, dude, uh, can we do it next week? And then like a week later, hey, dude, can we wait another week? And, you know, like it was, yeah, a rough um, time, rough time. But, you know, that just goes to show how good this fucking record is, is that uh, it, it kind of helped us with getting through some of that shit. A lot. It's not like it cured everything. It's not like it. Like gave us the perfect mindset or anything, but it helped, man. Yeah, it it helped. Um, just a bunch of interesting, diverse beats, some good features, uh, a lot of interesting production choices. Let's talk about some of those features, man. Six yeah. Black, Rico Nasty, JID. Rico. Rico was amazing. We didn't mention her album. That she came out with this year, but it was fucking no, Las good. Ruinas. Las Ruinas was almost ended up on a couple of my nominations. That was a good fucking record. It's it a was, great record. Yeah. Uh, fucking uh, 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 who else was on it? Fucking uh, yeah, Rico Nasty. Well, we got T Pain. We got T Buzzy Lee. Uh, I believe was Lil Wayne. No, I don't think Lil Wayne. Was no, Lil Wayne was on JID. Um, yes. Who was on X Wing? Uh, JID was on Ain't No Way as well. Ain't No Way. Ain't No Way. Ain't No Way. Uh, X-Wing, I'm just on in the next, next thing. thing. No one was on it. Oh, I thought he had a feature on that. 
Okay. Uh, Saul Williams and Bridget Perez. Dude, Saul Williams, huge feature for him. Kariem Riggins. Um, uh, Robert Glasper, big fucking yes. Like, Robert Glasper on the first one. He doesn't rap, but he's a huge feature as well. Yes. Um, just great songs. Melch Sessions, Walkin', uh, John Wayne, Troubles, X Wing, dude. Uh, Sandro Zatoichi, The Ills. Yeah. Fucking banger, banger, Dude. banger, banger. Slow Great tie. Song. Slow tie is not on this one. Slow tie was on it. What song? He's on towards the end. Oh yeah, he's just not a uh, on this fucking. He's not featured. He does the hook. He's not written. He does but, yeah, the hook. Yeah, he is on. Um, yeah. I think Sanjuro. Yeah. San, yeah. One Aren't of one of those at the end. Death? I don't know. One of those so, at the end. Just. Not credited for whatever reason. So, I think what we're getting at is that Denzel wins for this year, not just because of the caliber of the music, but because of how much it impacted us and how much... The time that it it came into our lives. Yes, absolutely. Which is, it's just one of those, it's one of those moments, man, where things just align perfectly and you get what you need when you need it. Yep. And, uh... There's gotta be another album like that for you, because I have one for me, clear, clearly. Where like in my life, I was like, "Oh my god, this album got me through this." Period. I mean, sure, I got I got a good couple albums. I don't think uh... <laughs> it might maybe that could that would be a pretty heavy chit chat. I don't know if we would want to be doing that. I don't know if that's a I don't know if that's a bad idea at all. Well, we'll see. Okay, okay. Should I save mine then? I, I'll save you it. You know what? Fuck it. Fucking, fucking save it. Yeah, I'm saving we'll, it. We're going to talk about it in some capacity. Fuck the one or two listeners we get. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Fuck I'm not going to give it to you. The half a person who made it two hours and 13 <laughs> minutes into this episode. <laughs> oh my God, dude. For real? Yep. Yes, sir. We did it. We did it, Ash. We hit the fucking two hour mark. I didn't think we would. Once again, I, my bubba boo on the on episode <laughs> one and the latest episode we got. I did not think we'd make it past two two hours on this. That's impressive. That just shows how much we can fucking talk our our fucking mouths off. And it's bro. on me to to edit this, and I'm not editing a goddamn thing out of it. <laughs> no, you're not editing the part where Bo comes in and you like. No. Silent. Nope. You're keeping that in. Keeping it in. Right, sure. That's it's a all part sl- of the experience. This is raw. Exactly. That's a slice it's of life. This is raw, raw, dude. We're raw dog in life right now. And whether <laughs> y'all like it or not. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't want to move past it too quick, but Denzel Curry, album of the year, Melt My Eyes, See Your Future. If you guys have not heard this album, please go listen to this record, especially if you're a hip-hop fan. Check it out. Check it out. And this concludes the second annual Ear Buddies episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for watching. Uh, thank you for participating. Thank you for uh, 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 harassing. Thank you for yes, haranguing. Yes. Thank you for commenting. Thank you for following. Thank you for subscribing. If you've made it this far, if you made it to the end of this episode... I know I will. Truly and genuinely, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, like, literally, thank you. Like, seriously. 
seriously like this yeah. is <laughs> you know we were saying all we say all this shit about like we don't care if anyone's listening Fuck and you, it's true dude. but like it just makes it even more special when we find out some people are you know? yeah um, even if those people are friends and family not just even i'm not trying to reduce like that i'm just saying like strangers listening to this confuse us yes it's weird like it's like what why friends and family listen to this it makes a little more sense but even then it's still just like oh cool man like wow that's fucking awesome that you listen and yeah like wholeheartedly uh again this is a completely self-serving podcast for just me and ash like just so many reasons why we do this but like i i i think we can confidently say um you know guys we don't get any hidden viewers We, we aren't very popular so when i say thank you i mean you literally literally listen yeah you know um thanks dave hey jeff you're real katie like for real you're awesome sarah the best aaron i see you eric 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 thank you eric Chris. Fuck you. Fuck you. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you know what? Fuck no, off. fuck you. No, I'm just kidding. I love you, Chris. Um, but yeah, that concludes our fucking ear buddies. S- excited for 2023. Who knows what the fuck is going to happen? I sure don't. I think one thing that I can confidently say is that in 2023, we're going to focus a lot on the chit chats. Yep. Which, if you haven't checked those episodes out, it's like, um, you know, it's always music related, but it's more just a conversation about a music topic. It's not about an album or an artist or anything like that. We've done episodes on, like, our favorite Guilty Pleasure songs. We've done episodes of our favorite wrestler intro. Like, wrestler, like, yeah. uh, that's that was a fucking favorite, fun episode. Favorite video game soundtracks. We have done, and we may do more, kind of like discography discussions. Yeah, where we do uh, tier our lists. first episode. RX Bandits discography. We yeah. put all the albums in our own tier lists. Yep. Uh, uh, talked about each album. Yeah. And I think that's going to, you know, we're going to focus a lot on those this year, trying to get you guys more involved in the conversation. So if you guys have a topic that you guys want us to, for some reason, you want to see two random ass people discuss, we are open to it. And we will probably fucking do it. Uh, we're also going to focus on new albums this year more than uh, classic catches uh, yeah. where, you know, our Monday episodes or whatever, which I'm honestly like really fucking looking forward to. Like, I think a big thing that um, my album of the day thing did for me was it forced me to listen to new music. It wasn't always yes. music that came out that day or whatever, but it was like it forced me to listen to new shit to me. Our classic catches are albums that at least one of us have heard a hundred times, you know? So it's like with fresh drops, it's going to be fresh drops are going to be, we're releasing them every weekend and it's going to be an album that came out that week, which I think is going to be, uh, it's going to force us out of our comfort zone a little bit, you know, if we're on our game. Yeah. We got to stick to that schedule. If we're on our game, it could be the fucking day the album comes out, which would be fucking dope. And now I'm pretty good. Now I'm editing video too. So I can help out with the editing of, uh, of the fresh drops, which I never did before. Little, little insight, <laughs> little BTS for for the people. Um, but man, we're gonna stick to it. We hope y'all stick with us. 
stick with us, man, because eventually we do want to monetize. <laughs> One day. <laughs> That'd be really nice. That'd be very cool. It'd be a lot easier to do. Yeah, and, you know, speaking of the fresh drops and the chit-chats, just as much as the chit-chats, we want to get y'all's recommendations on albums that are coming out soon that you want us to talk about. Uh, if you want to shoot us a message, go to our Instagram at EBPcast. Uh, follow us on there. Um, if you're listening to us on a podcast, uh, you know, situation, uh, we have video versions of our podcast. There's video yeah. uh, on YouTube. Just search Earbuds Podcast and you'll find us on there. So give us a follow, give us a subscribe and a like and all that shit. If you're on YouTube, we're on any, we're on all podcast hosting websites. If you just need something to drive along to in yep. your car. Yep, it's not always a video component. And one thing that we forgot to mention that is going to be new this year is we're actually going to have the actual music that we talk about on our yes, episodes. this is quite a development. That is a huge change for us. Um, it's going to depend on what kind, what type of episode that we're doing. But for our fresh drops, we techni- we typically like to do track by track reaction. So if you have a Spotify account, you'll be able to listen to our podcast on Spotify and listen to the full track uh, at the same time that we do. And then hear our thoughts immediately after that uh, track plays. And then we'll give a a review at the end of that album. I'm super fucking excited for this. I feel like that's the one thing we've been missing, man. Yeah, it's the one thing we've been missing. On on a music podcast, we have no music on here because we are going to get sued. But if we do it the way that we want to do it this year, uh, we should hopefully not get sued, which would be nice. We're going to try our best. We're going to try our best not to get sued. And, uh, and yeah, man, so with with every fresh drop, if you listen to it on Spotify, you'll hear the full track along with us, and you'll hear our commentary afterwards. If it is anywhere that's not on Spotify, you will hear 30 seconds of the track. So either way, you're going to be getting music this year on our podcast. You're going to know what we're talking about. Uh, and you're gonna, you know, uh, finally fucking understand when we go like, you're gonna know what part we're talking about. You know what I mean? When we go like, cafe de cafe you're gonna know what that is. So that's super exciting. So with all that said, Ash, anything else you want to plug? I feel like we've been plugging for like five minutes now. No. Same. Uh, I want to finish this drink with you so don't immediately hang up but buddies thank you so much for listening ash this was uh, a good two hours and 21 minutes lucas this was a good two years god damn it you're right it was a good two years let's make it three okay deal but bye bye y'all